the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 95. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George, the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... (laughs) It is I, Dr. Rude, MD. Eh. See, I didn't even have to correct you that time. You got it. Perfect. That's right. I, I know I kind of did a little d- d- different delivery on my intro here because I was like, the Bone King. But I'm like, the Bone King. <laughs> I tried to be a little bit more posh about it. I don't uh-huh. know if that was got through in my voice acting. Uh-huh. But today, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Today, we have a very special episode. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but E3 happened. What's E3? That's a very good question. I, I-, I wouldn't even know it if I saw it. There really wasn't much to find. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so hopefully uh, we're going to be doing a reaction review of E3 2021, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to go into that and all the things to talk about, whether it's stuff we're excited to see or stuff that we were excited to see but didn't. There's a lot, but you know what? You shouldn't even complain. You got the one thing you've been wanting you're, to You're like, absolutely ever. right. It is true. It is the one thing the one that major. like I, every E3 or Nintendo event for the past like six years that was there that? No, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But before we get into anything with E3, let's get into our reasons. So I kind of have a small one, and you got a big one. All right, (laughs) and normally it's not the size that matters, but we're just figuring out how to use it. How do you want to do it? Uh, You can go first. Okay, cool. We'll ease into it. Yeah, I got to ease in, you know, stretch small at, at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so starting me out, I have been playing a shit ton of Dead by Daylight. Um, so yeah, they had their Resident Evil chapter. And I've been basically going around and leveling up those characters. Now, I was going to save the explanation of the characters and their abilities to when the dude is on the show. But then I thought about it and he... Oh, by the... Oh, stop everything. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh Okay. This episode does not have the dude. Fucking disclaimer. (laughs) We know you're listening. Don't worry. We acknowledged you. Um, But yeah, no. So I was like, since he's not here, fuck it. He doesn't even like Dead by Daylight. So you know what? He was a bad boy. He doesn't get to come out of the dungeon today. Well, damn. I didn't even know about that talk about kiss and tell mm-hmm. anyway um so i'm going to tell you about the abilities real quick sure so the new killer is nemesis yes and the two survivors that came out are jill and leon yes and that's pretty much what i mentioned on the show before but nemesis's ability is that he has a big tentacle um and he kind of goes around this t-virus poison system so the idea is is that if he hits you with the tentacle you get infected but it doesn't count as taking a hit so that when he hits you with a tentacle again, then it takes a hit. So he kind of has to, like, season you before he can slap you with the tentacle. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. and it, You, you got to get covered in blue first before the tentacle can hurt. Yeah, he just covers you in blue goo. It's really interesting. But here's the thing. That's not even the worst part. Okay. He has zombie helpers. Okay. There are two NPC zombies that wander the map. That if anybody gets close to them, they swipe at them and infect them so that the tentacle will do damage. I think that's kind of cool. Or, if you already are infected, they'll count as a hit. So you can get downed by a zombie without Nemesis even being near you. So, like, (laughs) he's got a lot of fucking assistance with a character that I think really doesn't need it. But I I like the concept. You know what I mean? So it's not a bad thing. And I feel as though it, it's taking the series in interesting directions, having NPC characters throughout the map. Um, uh-huh. But ultimately, I find as though that the zombies can do fucking anything. They could stop you from fucking repairing a generator or healing your friend or unhooking your friend because you'll be doing a generator and then you'll hear, 
and you're like, oh, son of a... God damn it. And there's just this little slow zombie coming towards you. And you're trying to fix the generator. And then you got to jump from one side to another because the zombie keeps following you around it. By the way. Yes. Just because it was a point during your stream. Uh-huh. The plural of nemesis is nemeses. Nemesis. Okay, I thought so. I thought it was nemesi. Like it'd be like nope. a cacti or nemesis. something. Because no one's just going to say nemesis is... Right? Nemesis. Well, no. That's that's the plural. Yes. Well, that's I'm... not what I was talking about. I was talking about ownership. Oh, then it would be nemesis. It'd be nemesis. Yeah. Nem okay, fine. Then you know what? There we go. Regardless, that's nemesis is <laughs> ability. Uh, and so here is Jill and Leon. So Leon has this weird ability that if he's fixing the generator for a certain amount of time, he can stop, go into a closet, and craft a flash grenade. Leon's in the closet? He has to go in, but he eventually gets out. So his whole... You know what? You just totally put a whole new spin on that. <laughs> Leon's perks are entirely based around him coming out of the closet. Yep. That's fantastic. With a flash grenade, no less. <laughs> so he's very flashy. But yeah, no, you can make a flash grenade and just do saves with people and throw it. That's cool. It's really cool. And then Jill, I like hers the best, I think. Because okay. they, they all have other perks, but these are my favorite ones. Jill's, my favorite perk with her is that if you're doing a generator, right? And if you do it a certain amount completed, you can install a trap in the generator. So that when the when the killer comes around to kick it to degrade mm -hmm. the, the progress bar, it flash bangs them in the face. Nice. And it's fucking hilarious to be working on a generator and you're just about done. And then the killer just walks in. He's like, all right, I'm going to stop you. And I'm like, oh, well, guess what, bitch? Stick Bam. the trap in. Run. And then, of course, every time before they start chasing you, they slap the generator. Right. But you get a head start because they just got a flashbang in the fucking face. I'm having so much fun with it. I think it's great. The only problem is, is that this DLC is currently breaking the game. Um, there are two maps that are now broken, and they had to oh, take them right. offline. The new RPD map is offline, which sucks because people want to play it, and a temple map that also broke. So, like, uh, this DLC broke itself and another map. That's crazy. It's, I like, infecting the game. It is literally infecting the game with T-Virus. I don't even know. <laughs> I am having fun with it. Um, one thing I want to mention really quick. Um, they added two things to it that I think are really cool. One is that when you start up the game, yes. they um, they added a little voice acting bit when you press start. And it goes, dead by daylight. Cool. Like Resident Evil. So I thought that was neat. And they added a, uh, a Redfield DLC. So here I thought it was just going to be Leon and Jill, and it turns out they released two legacy skins that create a brand new character model, voice acting, and portrait for Chris and Claire. Oh, cool. In the game, and they just go over Leon and Jill. Yeah, I saw you posted the glitch where you were Leon Redfield. That's correct. Leon Redfield, the love child that was destined to be. Uh -huh. No more will Chris force Leon. They just do it themselves. Right. Fuck it. Um, but I yeah, you can mix you can't mix and match. It's a glitch that yeah, lets you do that, but I really want them to. Like, what the fuck? Why? I already paid for this. Let me do it. In any case, uh, moving on from Dead by Daylight, uh, I have a feeling you're going to jump in on this one. So I saw Raya, like yeah. Raya the Last Dragon. Raya the Last Airbender. Yes, yes, the elements <laughs> come together in this film. Uh, I actually, just surface level, I enjoyed it. I liked the movie. It was like, a good movie. It, it was it, it was enjoyable. Uh, Different. Aqu Aquafina was great as the voice of the dragon. Oh my god, you want to hear something really weird? Sure. I could have sworn that was Melissa McCarthy. Oh, wow. I, like, for a good half of the movie until my boyfriend's like, no, that's Aquafina. And yeah. I'm like, oh, but oh, I no, can still I could tell it was Aquafina from the moment she opened her mouth. I get, I, I could hear it. I swear a little bit of it. Was so funny. But uh, it was a good movie. The animation was stellar. The main character had a lot of agency and fucking was doing things. Yep. I like how they brought everyone together in a way that didn't feel very, like, out of a template. Oh. <sighs> 
I mean, there there is a little bit of like, uh, but the, okay, but, okay. So we can't spoil anything. To, obviously, to, to talk about my Avatar: The Last Airbender thing, though. Uh huh. Like they did one thing that is very cliche, which is, hey, we went to each of these locations and picked up a new partner at each of these locations. Right. You know. But oh, but here's my thing to that is that again, they at least let the partners do things actively in the plot, as opposed to just letting Aang kind of sure. take more of the brunt. I mean, maybe not. Okay, maybe maybe not say two things in the plot because they do stuff in the plot. Yeah. But in terms of action wise, they kind of leave it up to Aang to get all of them and all the elements to really be the heavy hitter. I mean, I guess. I just felt like in this movie, it felt a little bit more sure. even. And again, Those, it's a lot less time. Fucking baby. The baby. Oh, I thought for sure I was gonna hate the baby. I, I, I do kinda, hate the baby. I still kind of am weird about it, but it wasn't as bad as it could have no, been. No, it just it, it 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 to me it feels like uh one of the babies from the Boss Baby franchise stepped over into this dimension if it was just the baby yes but thank god those monkeys were there yeah but the baby's like doing hand gestures and it was it was a bit much it, it was a little bit out there for sure but you bet your ass i loved that guy so, they found in the i'm snow. not gonna spoil anything uh-huh but the, my two criticisms of the movie is that is that it's clearly like it's very referential to avatar the last and Air not Butter. a single shirtless scene of the guy they find from the snowland of course what the fuck <laughs> of course, George. But as you were saying, sorry. And the main message of the movie doesn't work with the way they wrote the movie. I mean, it, the message works, but no, from how they it's told it, it's a nice it makes message. No but the movie actively like works against that message. Yeah. The movie has a message of trust. And there's uh, there's some a trust lot of issues breaches in of the trust. Movie. Yeah. Yes, but I think that's the point though. You were supposed to watch that and be like, there was no point for her to trust that, but she did anyway. That's not I, a good message. I agree message with you. I agree because you have children. to learn to be smart at a certain point yeah, where you're exactly. being taken advantage of. Don't just always trust that they'll eventually yeah. figure children, it out. Children more than anyone else need to be taught to not be taken advantage of. Yeah. No. Yeah. I will ultimately say the action was by far more action than I've ever seen in like a Disney Pixar movie. I mean, it, you have it like was in, up there. Incredibles. But but it, this was like um, Incredibles was more about family dynamic and there was action towards the There's end. A lot of action. What do you mean, dude? Incredibles had well, I, I don't Especially know. Especially Incredibles too. I felt like in this movie we had an, an action scene like almost every two scenes. Like it was literally almost every area had an action set piece. Almost every new person they find had a little action set piece. I guess. So like it did some stuff. There was a lot more action in that regard. Right. I dig that. It was a cool movie. I, I really liked the way the bad guys looked. Um, I forgot what they were called. Bad guy. Oh, the little, the, the clouds. Yeah, the clouds. The, like um, yeah, I don't I even know. Also. It shows how great they were personified. But yes, the nothingness. No, that they, tried to they, eat they everything. did look very cool. I liked it. I love that kind of evil. They weren't even really like a bad guy. They were mm. just like they're basically just a plague. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I was like, gonna say that's pretty bad, but no, yeah. I know. But they're not like they—they they don't really portray There's them no as hive mind. Uh, being an intelligent thing. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're not malevolent. In that they don't have evil intent. They oh, just do bad things. That would have killed this movie dead. Yeah, if yeah, there yeah, was like sure. someone to represent yeah. that side, that would have sucked. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Moving on from that, go check out Raya. It was actually a pretty cute movie. Um, next up is Loki. Mm-hmm. So I saw the first episode of Loki, but... I'm two episodes Yes, in. Dr. Root is a little bit more in, so we can't talk about everything that's caught up. I can say that in terms of a pilot coming out, not bad. <sighs> no? I like the show. I, I'm interested in the show, uh-huh. but like, again, I don't want to spoil anything, Okay. but 
from the moment the show starts, it actively betrays the characterization of Loki. Interesting way to explain that, really? Yeah, because, like, it neuters the character from, like, the very beginning of episode one. Mm, but then it's episode one. Isn't that par for the core? You need the character no. to be able to, like, grow and get... Right, you can't have that start could have at the happened top. at the end of episode one. Like, I feel like we should have gotten some time with Loki being Loki. He's supposed to be in an area where he has no control. And it right, makes sense for him to be powerless. but that can happen at the end of the episode. Not if you're trying to factor in... Because I know we're dancing around right. the, the thing, thing. But, like, he can't like have any control in that scenario and if you were just fuffing around for the first episode that's where the show is is in that place right so we can't have him being strong in avengers before for an entire episode i don't i disagree because hmm, he could he, what does no, he do for episode one then he literally just like he's got the fucking space uh infinity stone he could just jump around but that's what happens but he does it for, like, I, I, a minute. Okay, I guess this is where we'll ultimately disagree, but right. I, I find that to be somewhat organic of a way to introduce him as a protagonist for a show. That makes sense to me. But um, see, that's my problem, is that let's say you have never seen... Like, let's say this oh, is... Your, also, I don't know Loki. Like, I only know him from this, so that right. might also color well, this Well, from the bit. MCU, you mean. Right, but I don't know right. him Him being strong but in no, the here's comics. So yeah. let's say you've never seen anything about the MCU so far. Okay. Let's say this is the first thing you're watching. Weird place to start, but yes. Sure. <laughs> but let's just say it's a poor place, it's a poor way to introduce Loki. I... Maybe in terms of stature of power, but from what he ultimately became as a comedic relief, I kind of disagree. No, it, it, it Again, this is me just from this surface level. I don't know Loki anywhere beyond this, but I, I feel like it introduced it in somewhat of an organic way. And that's okay. that's where that goes. But um, well, there was something else. Oh, I was very happy that they got Tom Hiddleston when yeah. they did. He's well, fantastic. Course. Like They needed someone to be able to carry the show. He does a great job with that. Um, Owen Wilson, as yes. you were saying earlier, he does a fantastic job as well. I feel like he was made for this part. I like their, like, uh, I like their chemistry. Yes, yes. Even the the security guard as well. Well, I like, she I like her is, a lot too. Uh, she's from uh, Lovecraft Country. No shit. Yeah. Okay. She cool. She plays Ruby in Lovecraft Country. I'm glad she's getting work because yeah. like she was fun. She's a great actress. Yeah. I mean, there's. I feel like I can't say a lot about the show per se, but because. You brought up a thing. It's like uh, starting the character from the beginning, right? And and like having them be weak, right? And it, d betraying the character, right? But then you have something. If you keep them strong in the beginning, and then you always have to scale to something higher. I hope I'm making sense, by the way. Right. Like I know I'm kind of rambling a bit because my example I'm going to bring up is something like Dragon Ball Z, mm -hmm. where you have people at certain power levels at the end of a season, and then another big bad shows up just to make them escalate more right and i find that less interesting than if they had to get back up again i agree then but yeah. i'm just saying we could have at least had some time of okay. loki being loki oh okay all right maybe not an entire episode but something to show that maybe, he has power just something yeah, yeah. okay like no, we didn't get mean. that because he did no, yeah. one thing and then immediately gets his ass handed to him there's no juxtaposition of him being strong right. and then turned weak he exactly. just start he's okay. just I get you now. Yes. Whipped from the beginning of the series. That makes more sense. It's just because I know his strength from the other MCU right. movie. But yeah, you're right. You're right. But I would have liked, but that's just it. Loki's never been the star of those movies. Mm. Him being the star of this series, I would have liked to get an introduction of him being him first. I think, 
in that regard, they want you or, to watch Avengers first. Maybe. Yeah. Or even like a montage would have been fine. But look, even I didn't give that excuse to Square when they asked uh-huh. you to fucking go play Final Fantasy 15 King's right. Tale and shit. No, that doesn't count. Put it in the game or don't have exactly. it there. So you know what? I can I can see that. Uh, also, there's a character in the show voiced by Tara Strong. Who? Miss Minutes. I have not met this character. No! Yes, I have the clock? Uh-huh. No way! Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome! Which is great. How weird. I noticed when I was watching that, I said it to my boyfriend, the clock is the only 3D animated thing in this entire featurette thing. When he's watching it on the oh, TV, well, yeah. the entire thing's 2D, except for yes. the clock mascot. And it just weirded me out on some level. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Owen Wilson is great. Uh, yes. Him and Tom Hiddleston, their chemistry is fantastic. Mm. I really enjoy their back and forth. I just feel like Owen Wilson has this very like, oh, I'm, I'm humoring you kind of, you know, vibe to him. I mean, and it yeah. works great for Loki's exactly. character. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I, this is a spoiler. I'm just going to say it offhand. Uh, this is the second thing Owen Wilson is in where there's a connection between him and Pompeii. Pom- Pompeii? Uh-huh. Like Mount Vesuvius? Yeah. Oh, Okay, <laughs> I was that wasn't the attachment I was expecting. No, you'll uh, but it's weird that it's happened in two of his projects. Did he sing a cover of that Bastille song? No, you'll <laughs> find out when you watch episode two, I'll and fucking, then I can tell you what it's connected to. Chances are, I'm probably gonna end up watching it tonight. My boyfriend okay. really liked it. He loves all the Marvel. No, shows. it's cool, and I will say one thing: I definitely like is the aesthetic. Dude, yeah, I like how it it really fulfills the griminess of a DMV. <laughs> yeah, like really, really also, well. I, I, this isn't a spoiler. Uh, all the technology in the known universe, and they still have mono- monochrome screens. <laughs> I kind of thought if that was just some some sort of like aesthetic choice that the, whatever it has guys, to be. It has to be. They literally have access to all the technology, all of it. Yeah, and they're still using LCD screens. They still have like a line CRT system. Screens. You're right. You're right. CRT. That's even further back. Um, but yeah, no. So ultimately, Loki seems like a lot of fun. Um, when's the next episode? I think it's next Wednesday. It's, uh, uh, so that's something else. I don't know if this is news, but because of Loki, or Loki had a part in this, previously Disney has been uh, premiering their show, their new episodes every Friday. Okay. They've now moved that to be every Wednesday. Cool. Because I mean, will like, be their premiere day. if they can really turn these things out, they can make a well, lot of money pro- fast. That, that, that's a problem in the Rude household. <laughs> what? Uh, because Misfortune likes to watch Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I, wait, that's the, with the bonnets. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay, yes. And that also comes out on Wednesdays. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So we got two different room situations? Uh, no, because we, well, I don't watch Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh. But we both watch Loki. Oh, so, like, so you have to wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's the worst part. If yeah. it was just, like, two individual no. shows, no, that no. wouldn't have been that bad, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Oof, oof. Uh-huh. Big mad. Uh, well, you know what? Just, how about this? Record it. No one watches anything. <laughs> Just save an entire season of not watching anything so you can both binge it at the same time. Problem solved. Um, so I think that's it for my reasons. Unless I just do a little mention that uh, Chris Redfield looks great. Claire Redfield's got a little problem with her face in Dead by Daylight. And that's it. What you got for your reasons? Well, on the topic of Resident Evil. Oh? I, 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 I consumed some Resident Evil media this week. Oh, no. Watch out. I might have been infected. Uh, it, it definitely was. It was definitely <laughs> diseased. Oh, God. Uh, I watched all six Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil movies. In in a row? Uh-huh. Are you, like, still mentally functioning? No. Well, I should have guessed that. 
Honestly, could you? You weren't mentally functioning from the beginning, so I guess I should have known the right. answer to that question. But that's that's an impressive feat. What did you think? I kind of trashed immediately. Trashed everything after the first movie. Okay, it's fair. Um, <laughs> but I think in retro, like now rewatching it, some of the other entries I enjoy more than I than I was giving it credit for. Mm. But for the most part, everything after two is trash. I, I agree or with that. everything after. So I, I, I still stand by the fact, and yes, I know it's not a one-to-one of anything Resident Evil. I get that. Wait, are you sure? <laughs> but I still will I still will say that Resident Evil 1 is a legitimately good popcorn movie. Right. I can it say is that. fun, and it has enough Resident Evil feel for me to be like, okay, cool. But then Resident Evil 2 takes a very sharp dive. That's true. Very, very sharp dive. When when you have the Michael Keaton nemesis walking around, he's yeah. like, can't move his neck. Super fucking weird. And again, we talked about this briefly, but uh, the actor that played Nemesis is six foot seven. Yeah, he's a big guy. And somehow- why does he look five foot three in the movie? Okay, I okay, I kind of know the reason why this is because I think they base the costume on one of the fucking concept arts for Resident Evil Three, where they kind of give him this huge lower body and his upper head is like really small. But it kind of worked with the anime art style that they were going for with the concept art. Does not does not work in person, so I I can't imagine. You know, uh, yeah, it was not super great. I do like the first one. It's a, it's always been a, a guilty pleasure of mine, so I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I think the first one's great. Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse mm. is real hot doo-doo. I got, oh, sorry, for the first one, I gotta say, it takes a lot of balls to make your final monster not a tyrant. Oh, yeah. It, it's a fucking liquor. That's, yeah. like, so basic. But, hey, why not? It worked really well. Um, by the way, in Apocalypse... Uh, there's a really, by the way, there, there's a really weird assertion in the first movie that the Lickers are genetically modified rabbits. No. Yeah. They say that that's what the rabbits they were injecting? No. The, the, so you see them take those rabbits uh-huh. and put them in the pods where the Lickers come out of. No. Yes. <laughs> no, I've seen this movie a million times. They experiment on the rat. They put Gatorade uh-huh. in the rabbits. Yes. And then they literally just put them. They don't even show what they do with them. They cut back to Alice going, that's weird. And then it ends. Then she gets out of that flashback. I don't know, man. And that's the only it rabbit. It sure shit looked like that to me. I'm going to rewatch this movie All again. Right. Uh, yeah. Apocalypse takes a huge donkey dive doo-doo. Does have the, well, the male lead singer of Evanescence. As a zombie. As sure. one of the zombies randomly. I will say, uh, fucking Jill is great. Sienna Gilroy is such a great Jill. I just wish they'd let her be Jill. Or let her do anything. Anything. Literally, it's all Adrian for Alice. Adrian pointed it out. Well, no. The whole movie is Jill trying to do something, fucking it up, and then Alice doing it. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and even that... Oh, it's even worse when you think about that one stunt where Jill fucks up and then Alice comes in with the motorcycle. Yeah. That, ac- that actually caused an accident and made someone lose their arm on set. Jesus. Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying, in terms of over-the-top nonsense, they gotta be careful with that. The Resident Evil movies have had a lot of injuries on set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then nuts. Resident Evil Extinction, I think, takes a little spike upwards. I enjoyed Extinction. Oh, I'm so sorry to stop you right there. We gotta talk about something real quick in Apocalypse. Okay. Because I brought this up before and you didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, the the Chris? No, no, that is also oh. another thing. I always thought that guy in the beginning was Chris, but he's not. Anyway, regardless right. of that. Um, turning the pursuer into a bodyguard. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Silent Hill Revelations, they no, no, made no. Pyramid Head protect Heather. It's absolutely the movie, stupidest fucking thing. It's, giving I, giving the nemesis a heart was so dumb. He, they got through to him, guys. Now uh-huh. he can use his T-virus for good. Right. No, it's Fuck super dumb. off. I hate it when movies do this. Super, and they, super dumb. They do it with every horror franchise. Every single one where the monster eventually has to become part of the main right. character. I hate it. It's a terrible trope, and I wish it would die in a fire. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh... So Resident Evil Extinction. Yes. Uh, so I want, actually, in regards to Apocalypse and Extinction, uh-huh. how do you feel about an Armenian actor playing uh, Carlos? <laughs> I th- wait, really? Yeah. I didn't, I thought he did great. I thought that was probably the best, like... I, I feel like these movies that. cared more about <laughs> Carlos than the games did. Cut. Oh, yeah. Well, mm, the remake did all right. They did a good job I with guess. Carlos. He was all right. Not the best, but he was all right. Yeah. The movie one was actually somewhat closer to the game, though. What the fuck? That's so weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah. Oded Far. Oded Far. Is, yep. Is the, is the actor. I'm sorry. He's not. No, it's not. Uh, he's Israeli. He is Israeli. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. To be specific. So he's an Israeli actor playing a Playing Latino. a Spaniard. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Um. I like Extinction. I also I like the way Carlos dies in Extinction. Wow, spoilers. All right. It's not like they couldn't just bring him back. Like Which this, they do. They, this, there's, an, this, there's no laws in this fucking no, world. Remember we not. talked about like following a law right. and you're following a rule set, you know what I mean? And they just don't. They do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Which I guess some people are there By for. By the way, but... I have to appreciate how much Paul W.S. loves his wife. Mm. That he didn't just put her in these movies one time. <laughs> he put her in a few of them lots of times <laughs> made her the main attraction no literally. but not just the main attraction because in afterlife there's the whole thing where she storms the umbrella complex with a bunch of her own clones oh my god i never laughed harder in a theater just she, seeing the three I, of green screen of her running yeah out, it was hilarious actively storms <gasps> like however they all blow the fuck up <laughs> With that being said, except for that weird piece of doo-doo, <laughs> I liked Afterlife all right. Uh, okay, now I will, okay. Afterlife uh-huh. is their Walking Dead episode. Sure, It's I the one that. where she lands the plane yes. on the fucking... On the, the tanker, the carrier? Oh, no, that's Retribution. That's Retribution, I was Sorry. about to say, yeah. No, 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 no. She has the motorcycle in that one. Well, she had a motorcycle in Apocalypse too. Fuck yeah. me. But no, she had a motorcycle in the desert, and then in the other one, she was getting the plane because Jill was already brain brain brained, brain brained, yeah. brain brained. She was brain brained. Uh, but one thing, since you're really quick, I, I talked about this, but I didn't go entirely into it. They wrote. I feel as though they wrote themselves into a corner. No, this is the one, motherfucker. Okay, what? No. Oh, Afterlife is the one where she lands the plane on the prison. Right. Where all the people are hiding oh, out. Oh, you're right. The prison. Because yeah. she also lands a carrier right. plane in the next movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I no, see what you mean. She, no, she doesn't. They take a boat. The The asshole from the prison steals her plane and takes that to the tanker. Jesus Christ. I, I, all right. You're asking me they to find the unlock, connective tissue between these movies. It's not happening. They unlock Chris Redfield from the basement of the prison. That's true. And he's the one that helps them get to the tanker. Fucking unlock him DLC style. Yeah, he's just exactly. down there. Um, but again, though, I always felt as though Resident Evil wrote themselves into a corner. Once the world is taken over with zombies, who is Umbrella selling to? Who is Umbrella making these things for? Why do we even bother with these characters Well, I here mean, anymore? we find that out at in the last movie that there's still like 3,000 Umbrella employees Which does not in make cryostasis. For what? The world is dead. Like, you already wrote yourself into a corner. There's no escaping. Where are you escaping to? 
you just keep we're always on no, the move. No, they were going to kill. That's why they have. <sighs> okay, I'll get there. Because uh, okay, I'll, I'll just say it. They have the airborne T virus an- uh, antigen. Uh huh. So the whole plan was that once the whole rest of the world is dead, they were going to release the airborne antigen so that the whole all the T virus zombies die. And then they come out of cryostasis and have this world all to themselves. I'm sorry, Umbrella, but I don't know about fucking curing every zombie or killing every zombie. It was killing. First off, um, trying to trust Umbrella with a contingency plan is already a bad idea. Sure. (laughs) Uh, But all of this is basically me coming around to say that I can honestly enjoy three out of six of these movies. I guess. Like, if I only watch Resident Evil 1, Extinction, and Afterlife, I could, I, I, I'd have no complaints about that. I, I wouldn't call that series garbage. But the last one is Afterlife, right? No. The last one is the final chapter. Is that, that's Barry, uh, Ada, Leon? No, that's Retribution. Oh my god, these all are just fucking the same movie to me. Okay, so really quick. Resident Evil 1 is Alice in the, the tra- Hive. I know 1, 2, and 3 yes, for sure. I know, but yeah. hang on. This is for people Okay, okay, okay. Alice in the Hive. Uh-huh. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the hive explodes, the virus Alice is Alice in the city. And Alice and, and Raccoon City. At the end, Raccoon City is exploded, it blows up. Resident Evil 3 is Alice in the desert. Yes. Uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil 4, is, <laughs> is Alice in the prison. Alice in a desert then gets to a prison. Yes. <laughs> well, she doesn't spend much time The whole in the world desert. is a desert, James. Okay. Uh, so Alice in the prison. Uh-huh. And then that cuts to Alice in the Umbrella Tanker for Resident Evil Retribution. Right. Which ends with President Wesker. Uh, uh. And then that leads us to Alice, the final chapter, which is Alice returning to the hive uh, and ending the whole thing. And also working with two other versions of herself. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember, but the Red Queen... Oh, stop. This is spoilers, right? I guess. It is, but that was also extremely stupid. Yes, I know. And not only the Red yeah. Queen, but the Umbrella CEO. Because you couldn't make Alice more tied to the fucking like, origin of yeah, the game exactly. and make her more fucking prominent. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, I will say, because most of the entries in this series find a reason to put Mila Jovovich on screen uh, as many times as possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I do give, uh, Anderson. No, no, no. Well, yeah, well, whatever. In the final chapter, they show Ian Glenn plays three different versions of the same character. And I appreciate that. I didn't notice that. Yeah. He played uh, this act. Fuck. What was his character's name? The, the head scientist. It's nope, not ringing any bells. Really? Unfortunately. Well, whatever. I'm gonna be he, honest with you. I kind of checked out about a lot of <laughs> a lot fair. of these later movies. He's the uh the he's the tyrant in Resident Evil Two. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. I think I remember his face now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Him. Distorted so, yeah, in he pain. plays like three versions of the character in Final Chapter, which I appreciate. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so all of this is to say, if I you had asked me before starting this series, before starting this rewatch, uh-huh. what I thought of this series, I would have said it's one movie, one good movie, and six and five movies of garbage. Uh-huh. That has now changed for me to say there's three enjoyable movies, and then the rest of it is pure garbage. 
And then me over Gutter here. Trash. The first one's a good movie. The second one's okay. And then the other ones just kind of meld into this <laughs> malfamous thing. I liked the desert. The desert was okay. But then I started going like, what's the point of all I this? I thought the crows then? were really cool. The point is just to keep Alice going. And I'm yeah. not here for that. Like, okay. I'm so totally over that. Ada did a good job. And so did Barry. That's all I'll say. Barry was great. Ada was great. Only people who showed Car- up to work doing the homework. Carlos was great. No one from the prison fucking mattered at all except None. for Chris. Wasn't Claire there? But but, like, Al, but Alice even, brought her with her. I know, but it's like she was so nothing. I didn't even no, think she of was her. A, by the way, can we talk about the ex, the insane coincidence that, okay, from somewhere in the East Coast, uh-huh. Alice sends Claire and the rest of the survivors uh-huh. after number two. Yes. She sends them to Arcadia, which is somewhere in Alaska. <laughs> Right? The promised land. Yeah. Every fucking zombie thing where the world is over. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, go ahead. So yes. sends her to sends her to Arcadia with a bunch of survivors. Right? They're going to Macon. So hang yeah, on. Sorry. Goes from somewhere in the East Coast, wherever the fuck <laughs> Raccoon City is supposed to be. Uh-huh. From there to fucking Alaska. Yeah. Then picks her up in a plane. Mm-hmm. Flies her back to Los Angeles. Uh-huh somehow lands on the top of the prison Uh where Claire's brother is locked in a cell at the bottom of the prison. That's correct. How? Um, Alice has a gravitational pull of plot. Of course. Um, Gravitational plot pull, hashtag. Um, I'm just saying, (laughs) shit happens That's gotta be it, because, yeah, it's fucking wild. There there is no reason. It just happens because Paul W.S. Anderson wants to see more of his wife. You know, to a degree... Look, so do we, I guess. <laughs> I mean, oh, as, yeah, right? I, I'm a Mila Jovovich stan. I, I like have no her. problem. Like, uh, most of her movies suck, and I will still watch all of them happily. I want another. I want Michelle Rodriguez again to another, another movie, too. She's in Fast, and that's it. She's in a lot of shit, man. I, I, will someone pass it on to me? She's in Avatar. She was in Avatar. She, she's she the in pilot Avatar? in Avatar. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking last airbender. No, 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 I'm like, no. Who? In Blue okay. People, Blue yeah, Aliens. Yeah, you're right. She wasn't. And in that. she's you're in right. two of these Resident Evil movies. That doesn't count. That that doesn't count. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like Machete. She barely did anything but, either. Okay, look, I don't like Paul W. S. Anderson as uh-huh. a director. Right. But as someone who's in a long-term relationship, I actively appreciate him just making movies for his fucking wife. Like, honestly, I think it's kind of cute. But if you're going to do that, then just follow through with it. Don't go back and re-edit your movies to take oh, out yeah, all the nudity, nipples. which was already part of her contract and she was fine with it. It's your ass yeah, who's yeah. not comfortable with it. Correct. Like, seriously. Anyway. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, I think it's cute that he just keeps making movies for her. Because so, he also made uh, the, what you call it, the Monster Hunter. Oh, God, he did, didn't he? He sure did. Uh, that movie came out and no one gave a shit. It was okay. I, I didn't even see it. No one talked about it or anything. Uh, on that note uh, of things I've watched, I also saw Cruella. Oh, we're doing a special on the Resident Evil movies one day, right? Sure. I'm just thinking. I know the dude probably wants to say I something. Can, oh, I can go, my yeah, I Once I've refreshed myself, yeah. But anyway, Cruella, yeah. Cruella. Uh, I would like to say the Emma and Emma combination will make me want to watch any movie. Okay, double Emma. Nice. Yeah, I love Emma Watson. Wait, no, that's the wrong Emma. <laughs> I mean, you don't love Emma Watson? No, I do. But oh, no. my God, Watson, I'm so sorry. If you're listening to the show, he didn't mean it. <laughs> no, I've got, I'm kidding. Um, I love Emma Stone. Sorry. I love Emma Stone, and I love Emma Thompson. Okay. And they both really bring it in this movie. 
Who's playing lead? Emma Stone. Emma Stone yes. plays Estella. What? Excuse me? What? That's that's Cruella's real name. Estella? Estella. Her name is Estella Cruella. No. Cru- Cruella is a pseudonym. Oh, okay. I thought because... Okay. Oh, no. DeVille. So, wait. Estella DeVille? Nope. Who the fuck is this Deville, person? <laughs> De, uh, Deville is actually the name of a car that she adopts the name of. What, at what point does it even matter anymore? <laughs> like, you uh, know? So, uh, if you don't know anything about Cruella Deville before watching this movie, it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Because uh, I genuinely don't, so that's hey, good. Also, I will say, legitimately, if you give half a fuck about fashion, it's an amazing movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cause the costume design in this movie, and yes, I know there's some uh, there's some fucking controversy right now about the costume design, because what? Okay, because when you design a costume for a movie, uh huh, you are contracted by the production company. It's not your costume; it's the movie's costume. Okay, but these are legitimate, like high fashion designs that these costume designers can't put in their portfolio as original creations. What can't you put in? I worked on Cruella yes, and here but it is. They can't say that it was like theirs. Like it's not, they can't make it part of any of their collections. They can't do any, and they're not getting paid fashion designer uh, payment. They're getting paid costume designer payments. But it's again, so it's, weird it's a really weird thing. They have portfolios. And, and you I know, see and... both sides of the argument, but whatever. That besides the point, the costume work in this movie is phenomenal. Okay. Like truly the, the it's great. It better be. She's a fucking like designer. Yeah. Like it's, she's a fashion designer. Well, it's what it is is fashion designer versus fashion designer, and it it becomes a really fun dynamic in the movie. <laughs> I again though, it's like you're trying to humanize and get people to really sympathize. So that's the problem with all these villains, and that, that wasn't the reason why we loved these villains. Because at the end of the movie, she actively loves Dalmatians. That's like her biggest character thing you're inverting. Uh huh. <laughs> what? And as a matter of no, I'm not gonna spoil. Is this anything. still supposed to be a prequel to the original movie? Yes. Then as a matter of fact, there is an after credit scene that sets up the story from the original movie. How, uh, 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 maybe she loves puppies so much that she wanted a coat. Man. Look. <laughs> I don't so know. Man. My point is. As an origin story for our Cruella DeVille, it doesn't work. Mm-mm. But as its own movie, it's a lot of fun. It's great to look at. And the acting is phenomenal. So what was wrong with just calling it Estella and making it a brand new character that's inspired by Cruella? Because that's not how Disney rolls. I know, but I, they, I think they need it... to refresh their IPs, dude. But you can still... Uh... It could be tied somewhat, but you know what I mean? Because you look at, like, Deadly Premonition, which has Twin Peaks all over right. it, but it doesn't call itself Twin Peaks Premonition right. whatever. It doesn't try to do that. It's its own yeah, thing that's inspired. Disney. Refresh the IP. Make that money. You, but you, you, you refresh ideas on Disney princesses all the time, and you do brand new things. Like, Disney does. You could recycle it in a way that makes it unique to itself. We could have Estella, the fashion designer, be a separate character than Cruella, the puppy strangler. Right? Uh, that's kind of what again, they're doing in the first place. You need to place. watch the movie. But that's kind of what they're doing. It's just they're not the, advertising it The movie it that also way. tries to establish, like, why she goes a little psycho. Oh, I saw that, by the way. No, you didn't. 
Okay, you're right. You you know what I saw. What did you see? I saw a scene of a dog. That's uh-huh. all I'll say. And yeah, that, but that's not even that's not half of it. It's it's so much more than that though. Okay, because I, I saw that scene, I laughed no, no, no. enough it, at that. It, it so. goes well ab- above and beyond that. More uh, than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was already excessive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ! Okay. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> Bad. Puppies. Also, uh, Mark Strong is in the movie. Okay. Uh, and Mark, I, I, I think uh, Honest Trailer said it best. Mark Strongest side character actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. Yeah. I thought that was going to go to What's-His-Face. I would heavily recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oh, soundtrack. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So good. And fits it all super well. Uh, I don't know. Paul Giamatti is my favorite supporting actor. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I was just being, what? All right. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I fucks was, with that. I fucks with Paul Giamatti. I meant for it to be kind of like, you know, ironic that I said it, right. but we both kind of agreed. And yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, you know no, what? You're right. I have no arguments here. <laughs> He's actually pretty and okay. Then, yeah. Finally, just because I want to talk about this, uh, my D&D campaign with Chris and Jason, who I shout out in the show all the time, oh. has come to an end. Oh my gosh. Epic conclusion. Uh, and, I'm, and I've mentioned it on the show, but the campaign is D&D versus the Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ended? Yeah. So, uh... So, at some point in the campaign, our characters met Ash Williams. Okay, cool, cool. And he was kind of like an, a, a companioning uh, character for the rest of the campaign. You were DMing? No, you weren't. No, DMing. no, no. Because that's a pretty ballsy thing to do as a DM. Yeah. Because you know someone's going to be like, I want to fight Ash. Uh... Well, no. Like, what? Well, no, we did can't. get to fight Ash because if you've ever watched the Resident Evil, oh, Resident Evil, uh, I have Evil, watched the Resident Evil. <laughs> if you've ever watched anything Evil Dead, bad Ash always shows up. Oh, that yeah, but I was thinking like fight good Ash nope. because he's there. But uh, I did get to upgrade my polearm into a chainsaw polearm. That's cool. Whoa. Wait. Yeah. Where have I seen that? No, there is a character who has something like Seriously? that. Yeah, I know, and that's gonna kill me now. But go ahead. Yeah. But uh. For the record, my character, Robin, is a gender-fluid uh, pansexual. Okay. And as soon as they saw ass, they were like, I'm going to fuck him. Des- destination <laughs> reached. So, Here we go. the campaign ends with us finding the last page of the Necronomicon uh-huh. and ripping open a portal into the world where they all originally came from. Okay. And at, we were all trying to get everyone's like protecting themselves so they don't get sucked into the portal. And Ash is like, no, guys, this is my ride home. And then my character's like, wait, you mean there's a whole dimension through that portal? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah. And my character just jumped right in and the portal closed. <laughs> that's how it ended? For Well, that's how that part ended. Okay. They all went back to the village, collected their riches. And then there was an epilogue scene. Of Ash in a bar uh-huh. hitting on two women. And then me and one of the... So we had a few uh, players who... The metal were, hand has a vibration feature, if you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> so me and two of the other... So two of the other players weren't able to be there for the last uh, session. Okay. So it just got wrote in that they got sucked through the portal also. Yeah, I'd imagine the so team has to work all, that in. So it was all of us. So a tiefling... A vampire, uh-huh. and I forget what the other character was. Wow, that was your party member. Whatever, man. Jeez. Uh, all dressed in Hawaiian shirts, sitting in a sitting in one of the bar booths behind him. Oh, okay. That's cute. I like that. I like and that. And then it turns out one of the girls that he's got his hands around turns into a deadite and, atta- and starts to attack him. Okay. All right. I thought and of... Then- 
just because it's it's just what my character does. All of the other two party members rush over to help Ash. Mine just sits there drinking its uh, uh, the margarita and throwing Eldritch Blasts from the seat. I would love it if, like, if this was filmed, you have the shot of you guys sitting at the bar, and uh-huh. then it pans out, and you guys are still in the shop, say, uh, shop right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the shop smart? Shop, uh, shop smart. Shop S smart. Shop, yeah, shop smart. And he just zooms out. It's just like a bar set that you can yeah. buy for your house or something. And then you guys didn't end it the right way, though. Oh, you need to have the DM say, and then from behind you, you hear something charging at you, and it's running at you at the end. Yeah. Because that's how they all end. The fucking camera just charges them. And yep. that's what you got to do. But uh, yeah, that's how it ended. And honestly, it was kind of fun. Oh, and it's just, so by the way, just for the record, my mm. halberd or my uh, polearm is what it actually is. Okay. Uh, is sentient. Of and course. it requires me to. Uh, He's my it, best friend. It, requi- it, it requires to eat the brain of. Some sentient creature at least once every three days. You have a zombie polearm. Yeah, I, well, it's a uh, it, it it it's what caused my character's vampirism. Okay. We're psychic vampires. Um, of course. I, okay, I really wonder, like playing a D and D session with you. I I wonder, like if I ever DM, I'd be like, you've got to scale back your powers. I need you limited. You've got too much shit, my friend. So that was my character, by the way, in the uh, in the Hawaiian shirt. Oh my god, you look just like my friend Barb, actually. When you when we went to school together, when you had long so, hair. So uh uh, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say, but it was a lot of fun. By the oh, way, it was oh so Sora. so the, so the so the the epilogue of the epilogue uh-huh. is that my character becomes like a Dexter like vigilante. Oh my god. Well, because I have to kill people. It's so, but it could have ended where it ended. We didn't need no. to. No. I carry on with my brooding future and my edgelord tasks, and it's like ah. Uh, oh I no, guess it's they neat. they kill people very fabulously though. Okay, that makes it more fun. <laughs> that that makes it a little more interesting, seriously, yeah. than just being an edgelord vampire. No, no, no. They're, 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 they have a lot of fun with it. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where are we going with this? Uh, that is it for my recents. Oh, shit. Okay, no, because I, I, I remembered something about D&D, and I completely forgot what it was, so I guess it doesn't even matter. Okay. <laughs> Shall so, I go, shall I start us into the news? Yes, by all means. Please I do. think we need to talk about the biggest headline yes. of the past few E3. days. <laughs> no, even bigger than that. Okay. Batman doesn't go down on Catwoman. All right, we need to sit down and have a full discussion on this because this <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know what happened, how this even became a thing in the first yeah, place. Yeah, what? There is an interview with the showrunner of the Harley Quinn TV show, the okay. animated one. Uh-huh. And he was talking about the liberties of getting to write for villain characters. Because villain characters you can do a lot more with than with hero characters. Uh, wait. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'll okay, let you finish. So you're with yeah, me yeah. so far. Okay. Yeah, but I disagree, but I continue. Yeah. Well, he and, and he goes, for example, in this season, we had a scene of Batman going down on Catwoman. But then the executives from DC put a stop to that and said, no, you can't show that. Heroes don't do that. Oh, if it wasn't for that last they line. They said that. Oh, well, again, we're only getting his retelling of this. Uh-huh. So we don't really know if that's their direct quote. But what he said that they told him was heroes don't do that. And their justification <laughs> for this is that they sell Batman toys to children. I find this. So you so- can't have the juxtaposition of Batman going down on Catwoman and being a child's toy. But it's, Meanwhile, like, 
a few animated movies ago, he was banging the fuck out of Batgirl and nobody seemed to mind. Or even not even animated movies. A few Zack Snyder movies ago, yeah. he's killing people. But yeah. that's okay to sell that's drugs position. Yes. You're right. Absolutely. Correct. That makes zero sense. Uh, Especially since, isn't this for the Harley Quinn show? Yes. That is a comedy. Yeah. With adult themes. Correct. Excuse me. That's exactly where it belongs. I know. Wah. Yeah. There was a joke that Superman was sleeping with someone in Robot Chicken. They didn't cut that yep. shit out. What the fuck? That makes no sense. Uh, and obviously the internet has run amok with this. It's <laughs> fucking great. Uh, people are saying that Batman's true identity is DJ Khaled. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> some of my favorite uh, bits are from like Batman writers who are like, no, I wrote for Batman. He definitely goes down. <laughs> I'm just saying. One of them is like, his fucking helmet has handles. Oh, wow, that is true. <laughs> and then someone else is like, hey, you know how people are always criticizing? Why doesn't Batman's mask cover his mouth? Oh, wow. No, that's not, because I mean, Jesus Christ. You can always just do a Spider-Man method and hang sure. upside down and just lift it halfway or something. But, uh, but yeah, I... uh, it's, it's wild that... Like, anyone at DC would make this stance. This is so bizarre to me because Bruce Wayne is a playboy. Yes. Like, he he's constantly chatting up girls. I'm assuming he goes all the way, or he's just really coy about it. Or he's just a selfish lover. Oh, my God. He's just that crude about Which it? Which is worse. Bro, he wouldn't do well in the no. gay community. I'll tell you what. And here's the I hate thing. That like, shit. they don't... I don't think... This person clearly didn't think about the repercussions of that statement. Uh-huh. Because, A, not only are you making Batman look fucking stupid, but you're also making Catwoman look stupid. Well, they no doubt they did it in the sense of it's wholesome. You know, it's not wholesome right. to go down, but they didn't have the foresight or the fucking tone to know that this was for a comedy show. Right. That's, like, the biggest thing. Not just that. Like, Batman does adult shit all the time. Like, what's the Batman? There's a Batman kids show. What's it called? It's like Batman, Batman all the bravest. No. Brave and the Bold? Brave and the Bold. Well, that's like 10 years old at this point. Oh, well, right. I'm old. What do you want from me? But what I'm saying is like in that show, you wouldn't put that in because sure. it's an adult joke and a right. kid's show. But this is an adult show. No, so. look, th there is no logic to defend this stance. It's a weird fucking stance. The guy didn't read the prompts. He didn't know what he was refusing on. No, but or he, something. he did because that's literally all that Harley Quinn has been about. <laughs> I don't get it. There's get lesbian it. love scenes in the show. Fucking Constantine and King Shark get a thing. Uh, well, that's uh, that's in the the cartoon movie. Well, oh, was that not in Harley Quinn the show? Quinn. Oh, okay, whatever, fine, um, fine. But uh, like canon is only true in the movie. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 fucking weird. But the internet is fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad. There's one of these, uh, you know, like the superhero like group chats. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yeah. one of those, and Flash is just like, I'm just glad everyone stopped talking about me being fast. <laughs> which i think is pretty great womp, womp, womp. Uh -huh. um no doubt this is going to get enough people's attention and they'll just have a comic book panel of him just mid-eating uh like, well give me a minute i'm busy this is why green arrow is better and <sighs> it actively posts a comic uh, a panel from the comics where green arrow is very much going down on uh on black and Air. i was about to say green arrow would most likely most definitely just opening move let me do it. Huh? There you go. No problem. I got this mustache. Uh, character cool. actor Ned Beatty has passed away. Oh, my gosh. You were telling me uh, about that. You yeah. would know him as, like, the side. Like, he was one of Lex Luthor's henchmen mm. in uh, Superman 2 and 3. Okay. All right. I need to go back. But, yes. 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 You'll, you'll recognize him as soon as you see him. Okay. But he's been in a ton of shit. 
He's been in Deliverance. He's been in oh Jesus, what else? You don't have his IMDb on uh, the back of your head. He's been in Toy Story. So he oh was in Toy God. Story three. That's better. Rudy. <laughs> he was in a bunch of shit. Uh, and yeah, and he's passed away, and it's worth acknowledging. He's got a. He's had a very. I mean, he he was an elderly man. He died at eighty three years old. Of course, but well. a very long life of being in you know a character actor. And I think it's yeah. very cool. He's had a very cool career. And we should celebrate that kind yeah. of stuff, you know. Absolutely, okay. and he's always you know he's always been a joy to watch. I know the dude usually does a moment of silence, but I want a moment of celebration. Yeah. Good job with your career, no, man. Absolutely, man. Good job. No, he, it was really cool. And he had, like I said, it seemed like a long, fulfilling life as a character actor, which is cool. Good, yeah. Fuck your fucking sour, dour moments. And I'm celebrating life. I'm and, gonna, death, I'm, I guess. I'm, and my last bit of news, just because I want to pass it off to you, is, oh. you know, we got Resident Evil casting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> For the thing. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole thing with this. Well, so. <laughs> let's just, I want to start off talking about Lance Reddick as Wesker. Okay. Because uh, it's the first bit of news from this production that excites me. Well, because everything else has just pointed to it being a train wreck. Yes, correct. Like, it has nothing, like, people say, like, when people talk about that and they're like, oh, you just don't like the, the casting for Wesker. I don't even know this guy. He could be fine. My whole thing is, this is the same script with the Wesker twins. Yes. Whatever it is, it's going to crash, no matter who plays Wesker. So, like, you know what? I, I want him to have a chance to oh, play. Oh, you know wait, what wait. you'd remember wait, him wait. Well, Hold on one second. Sorry, I want him to ahead. have a chance to play this character and be Wesker, but knowing what this is, the script is not going to be Wesker. So is he even going to be playing this the right character? I don't know. It wasn't Wesker in the movies. Either. He's he's got the right demeanor for it. I will say. Okay. All right. You've seen the John Wick movies. Yes. You remember the guy that works at the Continental? The well, there's a not lot of people. Not the older guy. There's but a lot the, of people. The that tall work here. black guy. The 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 concierge. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were talking about the the opposite agent. No. No. Okay. No. It's the yes. concierge. The concierge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him. That's well, Wesker. He's, but I think he needs to put on a few pounds. I mean, maybe, he's but... A, he, he had, like, a really nice, frail, like, book he's a, he's form. He's a thin dude, He's yeah. a thin dude, and Wesker, he's... he's I guess. Genetically enhanced. Sure. <laughs> so, but you know what? By all power. You know what? Try it. See what happens. By the way, just going back to an earlier topic... Uh-huh. I'm not saying that the Wesker from the uh, W.S. Anderson movies uh-huh. is good, but he got the tone of voice spot on. Okay, uh, let me clarify my statement before. The script wasn't Wesker. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, he did the best he could. Absolutely, <laughs> the actor. Absolutely, yes, he did. I just want, I just want to point that out that he, the tone of voice for being Wesker, he nailed it. But the, if the words Who aren't in his character, actor? if the words aren't in his character, then yeah. it's not even Wesker. So. No, I, I agree. I, I just wanted to to give him credit right, where right. credit is due. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. it's cool, but I'm, I don't have much faith in this Netflix adaptation to begin with. So sorry, guys. Yeah, but there's a bunch of other, uh, you know, uh, Sean Roberts, by the way, is the guy who played that Wesker that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. OG Wesker. Um, OG Wesker. He's not OG. the W S Anderson Wesker. Uh, Man, Wesker's yeah, got There's a bunch of other changes. casting. Not a lot of really big names in this list, but mm. it's I don't know. I mean, obviously we're gonna watch it no. because we're us. I will watch episode one, and I look, dude. You have to understand, okay? I've been a fan of a lot of franchises that have put me through a lot of shit. Uh huh. At some point, you have to just say no to some things. But it's Resident Evil, dude. 
I know. I bought two copies of Operation Raccoon City. I know. I bought two copies of Umbrella Corps. I know. Mm. I- I've already fell in this trap enough times. The only reason why I guess I don't mind so much is I already have Netflix, so I'm yeah, already exactly. going to fucking see it anyway. But, like, I know that at a certain point, I can just say no and leave. Oh. Because I needed to learn that with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I and I did it there. Do, do, okay, you need to have more franchises die on you. And I, this is weird. I've had a lot. I know die this on is me. weird because I know you're a Metroid guy. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, but motherfucker. Like, but like Resident Evil and Silent 15 Hill. Fifteen years, motherfucker. But you know what? Metroid never had. Oh god, this is gonna piss off some of the other Silent Hill later fans. But bad games that came out. Metroid Prime did. Bad Metroid Prime. Yeah. I thought yeah. people loved the Prime series. Yeah, uh, most of it, but it's ha- it's had two. Pretty shit. I entries. thought you were gonna say other M because I don't know that one was kind of like a drag in the mud. Other M was trash, right? But uh, it's like one as opposed to like Hunters was also bad. What the fuck was Hunters? Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I'm just saying like Resident Evil, Silent Hill have gone through big changes. Sure. And that makes me a little bit less likely to stick it out for a couple things. And that's. But it. I just think it's crazy that we're in this world of. Uh... That they're finally catering to us, video game fans? No, no, no. <laughs> like, that we're getting, like, what is it, three Resident Evil productions? It's so, uh, such a bad idea. It's so weird. Such a bad idea. You're oversaturating your market. It's, yeah. it's fucking, you remember when Silent Hill did the um, March, Month of Madness? It, it was uh, March, Month of Madness, where they released Silent Hill HD Collection, Downpour, and Book of Memories, all within the same month. Oh, wow. No, I don't. I didn't realize that all happened at the and same did time. No, and you want to know why they did it? Because they didn't want to advertise everything by itself. So they just advertised everything together as March of Madness. I mean, it's kind of smart. No, it's not. <laughs> because you barely saw anything of these games, and they sucked anyway. So whatever. I don't know. Moving forward. Anything yes. else for your news? No, that is... I mean... <laughs> Yes, but the bulk of it is going to be in the meat of yeah, our sandwich. Most of my news is in E3, so I can't yeah. talk about it yet. But I have one bit of news. Go um ahead. I keep bringing this up on the show. Danny Elfman's putting out this music. Yes. Um during COVID, he was like feeling I guess really inspired and made a inspired it's Jack Skellington. Uh, anyway, um, fucking, he was feeling really inspired to put out all these songs based, I guess, on his feelings during COVID. And I was like, dude, you should put these on an album. There's like five of them. So he did. Uh, the album has 20 tracks. Cool. It's pretty big, and I actually like it. You That's know awesome. what? It's funny because someone made this statement that, like, since Trent Reznor is starting to work on Disney films, yes. that Trent Reznor and Danny Elfman have just switched careers. <laughs> and it's actually true. Like, you go and listen to it. I'm like, yeah, no, there's shades of Nine Inch Nails with something else because it's uniquely yeah. Danny. Oh, well, it's Danny, yeah. So I recommend it. The album's called Big Mess, it's on Spotify. If you're into that kind of atmospheric, almost symphonic grunge, it's really cool, actually. I dig it a lot. Um, yeah. That's it. That's all for all my right. Uh So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, we got to fucking prepare. We got to really lube up for this one because we got a lot of shit to talk about for E3. And when we come back, we'll get in for our reaction review of E3 2021. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast, hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. Hi, yes, welcome. Welcome everybody to the Fan Freaks E3 Expo. 
We hope to provide you with all the excellent service that Fan Freaks is known for. First up, we're talking about a DLC that won't be released for three years. Where's Halo? Uh, and we, we will be coming up next with a, a new Elden season Ring. pass. Oh, God. Um, if we Elder could just... scroll six. All right, we're trying. We're working real hard. Stop yelling. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to our talk about E3 2021. By the way, I want to talk about that. What? There's this big defense for Capcom. Uh, I know we'll get to Capcom. I was like, wait, we're, we're jumping some we stuff. We will get to Capcom, but they were like, stop yelling at Capcom because they're not oh. doing 500 things. It's like, no, we're not but yelling not at them. they're not doing one thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not yelling at them for not doing 500 things. We're yelling at them for not doing anything. Yeah. Like there's, there's, you know, but anyway, welcome to the chat. We're going to be talking about E3. Uh, where do you want to start? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I think the beginning was Xbox, right? No, Xbox wasn't until uh, Saturday, Sunday. Did Bethesda do a different show than Xbox? No. no. Okay. Then... No, Xbox and Bethesda was both Sunday. Yeah, okay. So then uh, I thought that was the first one. But okay. No, no, no. Because it started with the summer. Oh, game, summer of games. Yeah. Summer game fest or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, and that had a few really interesting reveals in it. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping you bring them up because uh, I, <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, hang on. Because I, uh, I wanted to. Here, give me a second. Okay, I found it. So we're going to start just because there was a bunch of fluff yeah. on like Wednesday and shit. But we'll start with what I think started E3, mm -hmm. which was the Summer Games Fest on last Thursday. Oh. So it was literally taking place like the day we recorded uh, our last episode before this. That's true. That's uh, true. And we had revealing I mean, the seams here. A few minor things, but let's talk about the big hitters that came out. Mm -hmm. uh, one was. Metal Slug Tactics. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going, but that's neat. I'm super here for it. It looks really fun. Uh-huh. The graphics look super clean while still keeping that, like, Metal Slug aesthetic. That was okay. What? I kind of disagree with character design on that. Everything else, yes. Okay. Because they, the female characters, uh -huh. they were never uh, traditionally, like, pretty pretty. They were part of the art style. The ever, the art style is like a weird Tim Burton-esque. Yeah. Like, they all have, like, weird proportions in their face. They're making weird, like, okay. facial expressions. And they re-prettyified uh, Eno and, okay. and the other girl, too. They, they gave them, like, non... Because you know what I mean? When you have an art style, sure. you make their faces a quirky way. They completely undid it and made it more regular. And it's just kind of weird. But okay. I don't know. Everything else sounds, sounds, seems fine. Uh, Just some minor things. Uh, there was some Among Us stuff. Uh, there was Call of Duty Warzone Season 4. All that shit. Don't care. Season 4. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice. Uh, that got... that We got a trailer for that, and it looks really cool. Wait. Oh, because... Oh, it's a sequel to Salt, Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Nice. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see that. No, nice. Um, And then we can talk about... Let's talk about one of the big announcements, which was the new project from Gearbox. Oh, actually, before we talk about a new project... Let's talk about Death Stranding director's cut. I think is hilarious. <laughs> In this world of Zack Snyder cuts, uh -huh. I just think that at some point publishers are going to keep teasing us with, here's the director's cut, here's the real director's cut, uh -huh. extra director's cut, and just keep here's fucking with us. Here's the legendary cut. Yeah, and just keep fucking with us the with that. The true cut. What's the point of having a director if you're just going the to uncut. give the whole thing anyway? Yeah. Fuck off. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> but they're... Uh, they're trailer or their teaser for 
for the director's cut was just Kojima walking out. Nope. I did more stuff, guys. Nope. It was uh, it was Norman Reedus or his character. Okay. Norman Reedus with the fetus. Right. Uh, and then he walks by the PT a, program. Uh, Pro tag. Sorry. Go ahead. He walks by, a, or he's in some kind of warehouse that looks shockingly like Shadow Moses, and there's a bunch of guards walking in a pattern very similar to genome soldiers and then he's trying to figure out how to sneak past them and sees a cardboard box that he dumps all the oranges out of and then gets in the cardboard box before deciding no these aren't this won't work and then puts the cardboard box box on the shelf and the cardboard box has a two uh, has a symbol of two hands and it says handled with love Huh. As if this is Hideo Kojima's way of saying, I handled the Metal Gear series with love. Right, that's true. But it just makes me think, like, why make such a big MGS It was reference? a very big MGS Like, reference. Is that's what it is. Just, oh, like, what are you trying to tease Like, there? it was super overt. And, like, not just, like, a cute tongue-in-cheek reference. Like, he clearly had something to say. All right, well, okay, but that just makes me think, like, is the director's cut going to be somewhat MGS-themed? That's strange. I don't know about that. Plus, is it on purpose that it was the orange box? I, I It has to be. Could, but that's not a Konami thing or anything. I don't it's, know. It's Valve. That's Yeah. It's a weird, like, uh, coincidence. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, just to be clear, it's a box of oranges. Right, the box no, itself was but, not orange. But just, the, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's an oranges box. But yeah, I, I really don't know how to feel about this. It's it's bizarre. Uh, Still got to finish the original. Mm. Uh, then we'll move right into Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Okay. Which this is clearly based on the incredibly successful Borderlands DLC. Yes. Tiny Tina's Dragon Horde. I thought this was just a sequel DLC in another Borderlands. It is game. not. Ah, this okay. is not set in the Borderlands unit. Well, as far as we know, anyway. Well, it's not set in the Borderlands unit. No, because Borderlands. It's in the Borderlands universe. It's just not in the main Borderlands timeline. I don't or know events or whatever. Canon. Because well, we know for a fact that this is going to be an actual high fantasy setting. Okay. With magic, with everything. Okay. So it's Border Rim or Skiderlands. <laughs> Skiderlands. I like Border Rim. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. So we're talking mu magic, music, nice. like dragons. We're expected to have like knights. What I'm assuming and what I'm hoping is this means more melee weapons. I was going to say, like, that's a mainly focused gun game. So Yeah. So I'm hoping for some melee, some real melee combat. They only bring back brick. That's the one melee combat they needed. I disagree. I'm just saying I love Brick. Please, I do too, bring him back. but let's be real. The real Melee boy was Craig. Oh, Craig was cool. I felt, again, I feel like Craig tries a little too hard no, sometimes. No, he's the he best. He tries a little, but then you have Brick who just essentially is the same thing without trying so no, hard. No, he I is not know. the same thing. I guess I didn't also, play as Craig, so I don't Brick know. Brick and, uh, not Brick, uh, Craig and what's the siren in two? Maya? Lilith? Oh, no, Maya. no, Maya, you're right. Yeah. Krieg and Maya's love story is one of the most tragic love stories of our generation. Didn't even know they had one. That's the, did you, do you not remember the Krieg's, like, I didn't beat two. What? I didn't beat Borderlands 2. No, but his whole introduction trailer, like, the trailer where they introduced him is right? him seeing Maya at the, like, train station, and he's like, okay, Krieg, okay, act normal. You can do this. Talk to her. Just talk to her. 
I have a meat bicycle! And then, like, she thinks it's just another fucking psycho coming to kill her, but then they, they kill a bunch of rats together. I don't find that endearing. Why? I find it cringy. Why? I have a meat bicycle. He's a psycho. I get that. So it lets him say lol random taco lines, and it just but gets the, me so okay, but gross. Here's the thing. <laughs> Fine, I, I'm going to spoil some shit. But no! I like that he has an actual, like, non-psycho voice inside of him that is basically trapped in this psycho body. Well, that's a that's a cool idea for a character. And but then most in the Borderlands lines... 3, because Krieg isn't in Borderlands 3, uh-huh. uh, you find audio tapes from him because it turns out that when he's by himself, he can actually bring out his voice, the non-psycho voice. That... Aspect seems more interesting to me than so what you, you see most So you find recordings of him right. talking about, like, I need to get better. I need to do this for her. I need to see her again. Because he's legitimately in love with her. Uh-huh. And there is even reference to her kind of reciprocating those feelings. But then it doesn't end well That is him. an interesting concept. See? Don't get me wrong. But then when they start throwing in things like butt stallion, yeah. I just, it does, it was funny in middle I school. I like my loot how I like my loot. No, I like my loot how I like my baby steaks. Rare. <sighs> <sighs> I don't know. I feel like it, it, yeah, it tried a little too hard. No, sometimes. I like it. I don't know. I like the idea of giving like, because he is at the end of the day, a psycho. Like he's this. He's a generic, like, villain that you, the bad guy that you beat throughout the game. Right. I like the idea of taking one of those and then giving it depth. It's a playable zombie in Resident yeah, Evil. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's But neat. then giving it depth. And like that's how you get Alice. The, yeah. yeah exactly playable right. zombie. Uh, but yeah, so, sorry, that was a very long tangent. I, that was fun. I actually <laughs> love, I, I like Borderlands, but I never, like, stuck in I it. I don't like Gearbox. Oh, yeah, no, that's the team that does that. That's right. I've talked about my issues with Gearbox. You don't in the like past. Alien Colonial Marines? There's So, the real reason I don't we, like we Gearbox. We cannot get into no, all this is Gearbox. Very short, okay. <laughs> is because they actively like ripped off the art style of Borderlands from an independent artist and then refused to acknowledge it and refused. Like, he, all he, he didn't even like try to sue them. He just asked them for a job and they said no. Ugh. <sighs> Okay. Like, I don't know. Did you ever see what Borderlands 1 originally looked like? No, I've only it seen It was that. a very different game. No shit. Very gritty. No quote-unquote cell shading. None of it. That's like the biggest, like, I know. advertising selling then point. Then there's, uh, there's this indie short film called uh, Vault Breakers or Code Hunters. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. Because if it's Vault Breakers, that's no, wow, guys. Like, if you like... watch it, like you can actively see where they got Tiny Tina from, where they got Brick from. But, uh, Tiny Tina's Ashley Birch. Birch. Right. Like, I thought it was based on just her being no. Ashley in Hey Ash, What You Plan. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Like, you clearly see the characters they rip off here. Interesting. And, like, for example, Mordecai, when you, in the original version, he was like a buff dude in a kilt. Oh, wow. That's very different from but what he But meanwhile, is. if you watch this fucking uh, short, you can clearly see the character that they then remodeled him after. All right. We'll have to check that out. So this is something uh, This is something that concerns me. But on the other hand, Borderlands is one of the few games keeping co-op alive. Uh, what? Well, mm, I don't think that's true. Any shooter game now has co-op. Not really, dude. Any major shooter will have co-op. Campaign co-op. Like what? Any of the Call of Duties do. 
Fuck off. I'm, but if you're giving okay, me a mainline thing. Call of thing, Duty. Go ahead. Call of Duty. Uh, fucking, I know Medal of Honor probably has one, whatever the hell that happened. The Is remake. Medal of Honor still making there, games? There was a remake that happened oh, not okay. too long ago. Uh, I'm thinking of shooters that have co- Halo is still around. Does Halo have a campaign co-op? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, in the in the first two games, it was just two people. And then from three and beyond, they let you do, I think, three or four. As a campaign? As in the single-player okay. campaign. I'm just saying that in most shooters, they do allow that. But couch co-op. Okay, now that uh-huh. might be the thing here. Because couch co-op is something they've been stopping because uh-huh. of the internet. So, so that that's I what agree. I mean. Yes. So as someone with a partner yes. that also likes playing games, mm-hmm. it's, you know... It's nice to have games you can play together. And as much as I would love to boycott uh, Gearbox, they're making games that JoJo and I can play together. You know, I think or the la- misfortune. I think the last one that wasn't a shooter that had split screen co op was Resident Evil Six for me. Ah! So that's interesting. Jesus. Yeah, so that that's an interesting tidbit. But uh, yeah, so because of that, I'm excited. And JoJo and I, part a big part of our history, is playing Dungeons and Dragons. But that's the thing. I hope this does lean more into the RPG, even more so than Borderlands did. And that already did lean sure. pretty hard. Because, like, I, I would genuinely like a more RPG-like Borderlands. I might be more interested in it. I don't know. Okay. It um, already is pretty RPG, though. But, yeah, if they keep the frenetic style of uh-huh. Borderlands and then just give me, you know, uh, magic and swords, I'm down. Good shit, good shit. All right, we got to get to the big number here because yes. I've been saving it up. There was one more thing freaking the revealed. Big one. The biggest one was the thing everyone's waiting for, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, um, you mean it's not Jurassic World Evolution 2? Where the <laughs> hell did this come from? I don't even know. That flew right over my head. It went to the stratosphere. Uh, uh, yes, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. So I, I appreciate that it, I guess it's not a soul, Souls game. It is, though. It is. It looks exactly like it. The world is very similar. But you know what? It's it's doing its own thing, I guess. I don't know if it's a created character or if that lady with yet. the red hair is the main character. I don't know. Yeah. So I need to see more details. All I know is that I love the monster designs. Looks great. Yeah. That's, that's kind of all I can say about yeah. it. I mean, we don't have a lot to go on. It's a cool announcement. Uh-huh. Uh, the teaser trailer looked enticing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm curious about what it is though, in terms of if, if there's a create a character or if you are going in as a character that's already pre-existed. Because if that is what it is, I'd like to see Miyazaki do that in a Souls kind of world. Because he did that with Saikido and it worked really well. Sure. So why not? Um. So everyone's excited for Elden Ring. A lot so, of crazy visuals. Yes, absolutely. It looks fun. Huh. Mm. <sighs> uh. That's then summer, right? The that's next it. two days kind of went by. With a lot of companies having some really disappointing presentations. Isn't Netflix Geeked Weekend when they revealed yes. the Wesker yes. casting? That's Correct. funny, yeah. Uh, Square announced the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, we're going to talk about Square now? Sure. Oh, okay, so we can talk about Square now. All right, you could go ahead and say yours. That's fine. No, I mean, that's the only thing they did worth talking about. Uh-huh. Was the Guardians of the Galaxy game? Well, hold on now. You're forgetting about the fucking new ports of the original Final Fantasy uh-huh. one through six from mobile to <gasps> mobile. 
Yep. I, I don't know what they're doing. So I guess the idea was is that they took their mobile games and said, let's let's redo the art style. It's because everyone keeps complaining about how the sprites look. So let's redo the the original sprites and make them more HD. Except they didn't do that. They completely recolored them and redid a lot of them. Right. To actually look worse, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, you look at a comparison of uh-huh. like the the original, the shitty mobile version, and then the new one. It's like a medium between the original and the shitty mobile one, and it's like just use the original. They're pixels. You can resize them, no problem. What are you doing? And the idea is, is that they're saying that the colors are a little bit weird, and like they they smooth them out in this version. It does not look good. It looks cheap. It doesn't look as detailed, and people don't want that. They just want the sprites from the original rescaled to be HD. It's as simple as that, Square. You've had literal years to do this. Literal years. Yep. While you're doing production of Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 7, six different parts. Like, you could be doing this, but you don't. And instead, they put out another thing. Which, I want to talk about this because I have a feeling everyone was expecting me to shit on this. But Square put out this uh, new prop, this new game. They announced it. It's called uh, A Stranger Realm. Sorry, hold on a second. It's called Stranger in Paradise, and it's essentially a reimagining uh, of Final Fantasy One to be a little bit more of a character action game. Okay. So it's not really so much RPG turn based. It's more like Final Fantasy Seven remakes gameplay. Um, but basically, it's like DMC's version of Final Fantasy One. So, like, it's all very gothic and edgy. And you know what? You'd love it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they run into like Garland. This hole that I'm being boxed into. They, they run into Garland from the first game, and he's redesigned. And it people were kind of really against it because the, the way it's the art style is very edgy, very Western. Okay. We, well, the main character looks Western. He looks like uh, Paul Walker from Fast and the Furious. Interesting. And he's just wearing a T-shirt. That's his costume. It's a t-shirt and just pants. There's nothing there. And, and you look at his partners and they have like well-designed outfits and everything. And he just is wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And you're like, what the fuck? Is, what is this design? So the theories are he's uh, you know, he's going to get his armor later on in the game. Or it's a creative character and we don't know because the Warrior of Light can be anyone. Like, we don't know. But you know what I do know? It advertised itself as Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Right. Not Final Fantasy 1 Remake. Right. It didn't call itself that. It is wearing uh-huh. it what it is, and I can fucking respect that. Okay. Everyone can bitch about, oh, this isn't Final Fantasy 1. It's not, but it doesn't try to be. You know what tried to be? 7 Remake. Okay. It's on the box. Uh-huh. Not here. Just want to make that stipulation because everyone's shitting on it. I'm like, what? It's advertising what it is, and I have no problem with that. Uh-huh. And that's the end, and that's Square. Okay. <laughs> uh, we can talk about Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft? Uh, Ubisoft. Uh, you can g- talk about it. Sure. They announced, <laughs> they gave their first look at the Avatar game. Uh, Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. Right, because there Not- was an Avatar game by Platinum, no less. Uh, I don't think I played that. I played the Legend of Korra game. Yeah, I heard. Was it good? It was. Okay, because that's Platinum 2. But that's also been removed from every game store. Shut up. Yeah. I hate it when they do that. MVC 2 has the exact same problem. Fuck. Um, So, yeah, Ubisoft uh, announced. uh, Yeah, so they showed their uh, Avatar game. It looks pretty, which you kind of have to. Avatar looked pretty. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 
They also announced uh, Mario and the Rabbids sequel. I'm glad that Mario's getting some... I'm glad XCOM can finally get some new games. I like that. What? It's XCOM. Did Mario you ever play it? and the Rabbids is XCOM? Did you ever play it? Yeah. It's XCOM. What do you mean? What What do you mean? What do you mean? It plays exactly like XCOM. Oh, the game mechanics. Okay, yes. I was so confused. It was a joke to be like, I'm glad so XCOM confused. is getting new games. Get uh, it? Because they're, it. they're going through Mario. Yes. They're okay. actually pretty good, apparently. So whatever. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, Rainbow, Six, Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, we also got some look at uh, some... This is me just being a fan of something. Uh-huh. But they announced some of the DLC for Far Cry 6. Oh, oh man. Go ahead. Did Say you see you... it? Yeah, I, I saw it, but it makes me laugh. Because it's three chapters. Uh-huh. One where you get to play as Voss from, uh-huh. Ra- from Far Cry 3. One where you get to play as Pagan Min uh-huh. from, uh, from Far Cry 4. And one where you get to play as Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5. Whoa, so it's three chapters and you play the same character? That's really cool. You're joking, right? No, no, it's the exact same archetype. I get it. Pagan are- Min is uh, nothing like Voss, dude. In- okay. They are. Whoa, no, no, no. Hold up. I can't even I can't even have this talk because I didn't play that one. Well, you, you but can go what fuck I can say, but what I can say is how Ubisoft advertises these games, uh-huh. and there's always a fucking main villain leader of a cult, sure. whatever, and they just swap that out and kind of give it a different uh, culture. Sure, that's it. That's the Far Cry games. So they but took the characters that villain. are different though. Sure, but they're all. Uh, I don't know. I can't and say also, anything. All three of them serve very different narrative purposes. I always because th- I thought the big dictator guy chasing down the main character is something you see in all three games. Yes. Yes, and that's that's where I'm getting that. I have a feeling it's going to be somewhat similar, but going from their person motivations, to person. Motivations, and actually, it turns out in Far Cry Four, he's not even the real bad guy. Okay. All right. Then that then that's better. I'm just saying. I look at play as all the dictators, and I'm like, I hope they make hey. it interesting. Hey, 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 hey. Uh huh. Yes. Guerrilla fighter, dictator, cult leader. They're different. <laughs> All right. Uh, evil leader chasing main yeah, character. There, there, got it. Um, got the special sauce. That's right. Uh, this isn't Ubisoft, but we got a, a release date for Diablo 2 Remaster. Mm-hmm. Which, or, excuse me, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Sure. Um, sure, why not? And I can't wait for Requiem. Oh, uh, this is cool just because, you know, I've been standing the game for a while. But uh, Hades will come out on Xbox and PS5. They had a really cool um, video. Is that in the game at all? There's the, in the When they were showing that, they had this really cool stinger that was like this animated sequence of the main character doing abilities and then summoning Zeus. It was actually pretty cool. I think so. I would, if I remember what it is correctly. If it's not in the game, I'd say check it out because it's cool. <sighs> but then... Let's talk about the biggest events or one of the bigger presentations, which is from Microsoft. Okay. You're going to have to take the reins on this one because I, I, they have nothing to interest me. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could just feel the tension here. <laughs> okay. Uh, first, let's talk about some minor stuff. Um, well, I say minor to me. but Wait, We're talking uh, about Mifa again? <laughs> God damn it. I had to get you to not hate on them. Uh, hate me more so you can talk about it. <laughs> so, 
Microsoft really <laughs> listened to people saying they don't have exclusives. Okay. And their big push for E3 was, hey, look at all these exclusives we have. We got a really good deep dive into the in, uh, the multiplayer for Halo Infinite. Okay. Uh, look, I, I can't even dance around this anymore. Um, what, what trauma is this? One Jesus. of the biggest pieces of news in gaming over the past year was that Microsoft acquired Bethesda Gameworks. Uh-huh. Or actually, they acquired ZeniMax, who was the parent company of Bethesda. Okay. It's worth noting that this acquisition came out after the announcement of Elder Scrolls VI mm-hmm. and Starfield. Or Space Rim, if you will. Yeah, okay, that's because I always get that one confused with Star Citizen. No. Sorry, yeah. Starfield is the upcoming Bethesda title that is supposed to be like, you know, you have uh, Skyrim mm. or you have Elder Scrolls in the past. You have Fallout in the post-apocalypse. Right. So now you need to have Starfield in space. Right, and unlike Star Citizen, this one will actually come out. Damn! Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, except now those are both Xbox and PC exclusives. Oh, wait. So they announced it they were going to all and then switched it? And then once the acquisition happened, Microsoft made it Xbox, PC exclusive. Has that ever happened before? I, I don't... don't think so. All right. Anyone listening out there, hit us up. If you can think of a time where a game was announced and then retroactively turned into an exclusive... I'd like to hear it because that's yeah. very curious, actually. Um, I'm honestly, this is pretty much guaranteed that I will never buy a Bethesda game again. Whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, they probably aren't going to be buying as many companies for this to happen multiple times. I didn't say Microsoft. I said Bethesda. Oh, okay. Can you clarify? I, I, the, I, I, I'm the only voice I have is my money, and I want it to be known that I don't think this is okay. Okay, that's this absolutely fair. This is a fair. betrayal to, like, Elder Scrolls fans, man. Mm. Like, you can't announce the next game in possibly one of the biggest multi-platform series and then suddenly take it away from two-thirds of, like, two, like, the other, like, there's three major consoles out there. You can't just take it away from two of them like that. Yeah, you can't just put Resident Evil on the GameCube. All the other games are on the PlayStation. Sorry. <laughs> I had to, contractually. I agree. Uh, yeah, it it sucks. And again, if it would have been one thing like, hey, Elder Scrolls 7 will be an exclusive, fine. Right. But that's not what this was. But do we even have enough information on 6 that we were even it, like... It doesn't matter, though. Like, okay. You can't... You, you, we, you still, like... That's it. This is news that we've been waiting for for years. Right. And then we finally got news of Elder Scrolls 6 last year. So that already puts it in the collective zeitgeist of Elder Scrolls fans. Was it an unofficial like, yes. announcement? Okay. Yes. Because if it was a fan talk thing, then no. nothing was confirmed. No, at E3 two years ago, uh. it was one of the big things they showed off. It what? was like... The thing they ended their E3 with. What did they show anything? Like it was gameplay like a te- it was a teaser. Oh, then what the fuck? Then it was they don't have anything. It's still an announcement though. My point <laughs> I guess is, so. and then two years later, you go, nope, Xbox and PC exclusive. Mm. All I can say is, I think I'm gonna be donning my eye patch again soon. Uh, yeah, I was about to tell you though, if you're getting into Elder Scrolls and they say PC or Xbox, you should be starting to go oh, towards PC. Absolutely. Like, 
That is yo where yo ho yo ho just a saying. pirate's life for me. Uh, and modding, I'm a modder too. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> like, oh no, you're not gonna have it available on that. That's fine. I'll go back to PC. Yeah, it's still it's it, it it's frustrating just across the board for me. Starfield Two, a new IP mm. that people were excited about. And now it just got swept out from underneath a bunch of people. I, you know what? If there's enough of a stink, they might even they might even bring it back to being. I don't think they will. Platform like Microsoft's whole thing is fixing that criticism about them not having exclusives. Oh, and what a game to fucking do that on! Yeah, it's not how you do it. You have to make a new game to be the exclusive. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um, is there anything bi- for Bethesda? Or? Well, well, well. On that note, with this acquisition and all that, they've also done a huge inflation, a huge pump. To micro to Xbox Game Pass. Oh yeah, I'm all about those huge pumps. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, a, all the Fallout games are now on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, and Yakuza. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, Yakuza too. But when I say all the Fallout games, I mean all of them, including Fallout One and Two, and Brotherhood of Steel. I think so. Oh God. Uh, and all of them. So that's really cool. Like I'm very happy because Xbox Game Pass is legitimately good service. Okay. Like, if you want... I wouldn't know, so, yeah. You pay, I think it's like $10 a month or mm-hmm. $14 a month. I don't fucking know. But you have just an unlimited access. I don't know what I pay for. <laughs> well, because I don't pay for it. I don't have an oh, Xbox. Oh, okay, never mind. Or a PC, for that matter. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, which I plan to correct soon, but that's either here nor there. I feel like everyone should get a PC at this point. I agree. The world is heading towards people just having their own console PCs, and that's it. But, um, yeah, so... And you just get unlimited access to this giant library of games. Mm. Uh, is is there? Because I feel like we. I'm looking at your list, and I yes. want to make sure we don't skip Warner Brothers. Oh, I forgot what Warner Brothers announced. I want to talk about Back for Blood. Oh right, yeah, which back, is also an exclusive. Right, uh, but there there was also another game that was Left for Dead like with robots. And I can't remember it, but I gotta, I'll gotta. i bring I it up remember. another time on the show. But Back for Blood, I want to talk about something Is with that. Is that Xbox a PC exclusive? To be fair, I was going to get it on PC because Left 4 Dead I is know, a very PC but thing. But I yeah. wasn't. That's Um, But uh, I was going to say, for Back for Blood, they started talking about the other characters. And I didn't realize that there was more than the four. There's like eight selectable eight, yeah. characters. And they each have their own abilities. And they kind of function as classes. Okay. But, and then there's someone asked him, like, hey, is there any way you can migrate abilities from one character to the other? And they said, no, but there are decks of cards that you can use to modify a person. And my mind is already going, oh, no, a deck of cards? That sounds so bad. It will as soon as they put in some sort of gotcha system to get those cards. I, I don't like that. I, I What I liked about Left 4 Dead, and this uh-huh. may just be me, but all the characters were yes, even ground. Right. If you pop, you just dropped in as any of the characters, it didn't matter with your gameplay at all, and it didn't change anything. Everyone was a team working together. You didn't have two people playing the same guy. Everyone was the Left 4 Dead crew, and they all started the same. Right. But it seems like they don't really see that, and they're just like, oh, there's opportunity for classes, and maybe we could do a thing where there's gotchas for this. And I never like that. Just let it be its very firm gameplay loop that it has, and just let it do that. It's not Left 4 Dead, though, George. I, I get that. 
But it's called Back for Blood because right. it's supposed to fill in that space that Left for Dead is gone. It's a spiritual successor. Sure. It can make some changes. I get that. And I'm telling you why I think that specific change is actually not beneficial. All Everything right. else is fine. The new monsters, hey, they can change it up what they want. I don't know. It's actually one of the things I actually liked in Fallout 76 because Fallout 76's perk system is card-based. But that works better because it's an MMO and it's an RPG. Right. That that works. Sure. As opposed to like uh, a point A to point B safe room game sure. where it's not really meant to really focus on individual stats like that. Oh. I feel like it's overcomplicating it for no reason. That's all. Also, for PlayStation fans of the Outer Worlds, uh, Outer Worlds 2 will also be Xbox PC exclusive. Just get a PC. You get all of these and more and uh -huh. mods. In any case, that's all I want to mention from Warner Brothers. What's up next? I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if anything else from Microsoft uh particularly worth mention. Oh, Forza Five. Cars. Oops, you know, great. Uh <laughs> I like cars. I just I I, I miss this game called Destruction Derby. I might have been the only asshole who ever played just, it. No, I've definitely played it. It was PS1. Yeah. Yeah, and you would just break your car, and that was the whole point of the game. It was a ton of fun. Um, so uh, do you want me to take the next uh, show? Because I don't see a lot here. The one I do know, it starts with oh, a big C. wait, 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 no. Because I have to... So this makes me mad for another reason, just because this is me missing out on something. Okay. Uh, Your Bogo, I'm a huge Fogo? fan of the Stalker series. Oh, yeah. They did something with that, yeah. They did. Stalker 2 is coming out on Xbox. Hmm. Uh, so that's, well, for this is, so I, at least there's this. And <laughs> opposed to the other games, this actually said coming first to Xbox and PC. Wait, wait I'm sorry. I kind of like the idea of Stalker. Hey, guys, I'm a new Stalker game in. And then sees Metro. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> it's not a new Stalker game, by the way. Oh, well, all right. Well, it's Stalker 2. Re-release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know I mean. But yeah, we also got like a bunch of minor games from that. Oh. See, this is another one that I'm mad at. I'm mad at, I'm mad at Microsoft a lot, is what I learned. Uh, what a shocker. It's I'm almost a, like Microsoft is a shitty company that never is in the gamer's interest. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of Psychonauts. Oh, wasn't he supposed to do a big game after that Double Fine? Psychonauts 2. Was that the game out. that they were trying to do? Okay, yeah, because they're, they're making a thing that people are really excited for. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and oh no, that, that's, and surprisingly, not an exclusive, but it is also coming out on Xbox. So there's that. No, no PC. Uh, yeah, Xbox, Yay! PC, PS4. Uh, no word on Switch, which is weird to me. Switch would be great. Like I feel like Psychonauts is like the perfect series to be on the Switch. I agree completely. Actually, uh, we also got a trailer for Somerville, um, and yeah, and Halo Infinite, Diablo two. Oh, a Plague Tale Requiem. I don't know if that's just Plague Tale one. Redone? It's or really hard to tell. Plague I don't know. We don't know. Uh, oh, and one thing I'm kind of excited about, Slime Rancher 2. I heard Slime Rancher 1 was actually a cute game. It I was know. super cute and a lot of fun. And it, like, fulfilled this need to, like, like, it fulfilled, like, the Digimon part of my brain where you, like, I don't know. It was just really fun to have Racing. all these little. I miss Monster Rancher. <laughs> yes, dude. I miss Monster Rancher. Yes. Um, Let me know when I can start talking about the big C. Because that's coming up. The big C? Yeah. What's the big C? Capcom. Oh, right. Yeah. Capcom let's, presents. Let's go ahead and talk about the big C. Capcom presents.
Absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Thank you for beating me to my joke. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So, we, all right. We got to talk about Capcom. Because I, I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that everyone, there was a person online that's like, don't pick on Capcom for not doing 500 things. And it's like, but they're not doing anything. We're not yelling at them for not doing all of those things. They just need to pick one of those things and do it. They need to do anything. So, yeah, no, the show wasn't purely nothing. They did talk about stuff. They had a whole fucking 20 minutes talking about how great the development process of Village was. Actually, funnily enough, they used a segment of the development commentary that talks about how people were frustrated with the beginning segment of the game. Oh. So they were actually talking about, no, this was a problem since development. <laughs> like, no, we just, people don't like this part and we're trying to fix it. And it's like, I, I guess, you know, I also felt it. You didn't fix it, but <laughs> you funny. tried. But then at the end of that, like 20 minutes of them, like talking about Village, they're like, a new announcement. Capcom has decided to think about probably making Village DLC. And you're like, <laughs> I'm glad you're finally with us, Capcom. Oh, no. The best part was is that at the top it said, uh, due to fan fan demand, yeah. we're working on Village DLC. And all the Resident Evil 3 remake fans were like, excuse me? <laughs> fan demand? <laughs> if, if you're listening to fan demands, there's a game that's desperate for that fucking attention and you're just skipping it. <laughs> But yeah, yep. so yeah, hopefully they fucking think about that. But I don't know. So Resident they're... Evil Reverse launches in July. They said next month. Uh-huh. No date. Next Just month. Sometime next month. So chances are it'll probably be delayed again. But my point is, is that even if you were just going to release them next month, why would you not talk about it? Yeah. Why would you not go, hey, this is the game. This is what we're doing with it. We had this initial reaction and we're doing this with it. Here's a new element to the game. Right. Do something. Just don't just fucking sit there and go, ah, reverse is happening at some point. We got yeah. nothing else. Don't come to E3 if you don't have stuff to show. Uh-huh. Like, and they there's, there's, uh, there are people who just entirely uh, say, I'm exempt from E3. Like, I'm going to stand down. I'm not going to be in this E3. That's respectable because Sony. you don't have anything. Um, yeah, I guess. But I'm just saying, like, you don't have anything. So don't try and anticipate that people will have something. Like, don't make them think you'll have right. something. But then they come in, they talk about uh, some DLC for Monster Hunter World. No, Rise. Monster Hunter Rise. And, uh... Well, no. They talked about the Monster Hunter Rise development roadmap. And a DLC. Uh, uh, the, as far as I'm aware, the DLC that they announced was for Monster Hunter Stories. No, no. no. Did they? It was Rise DLC. Well, we're also getting Monster Hunter Stories, also too. also that is happening, too. And they did a cross-promotional thing. Mm-hmm. Where if you had one game, you get an item. And, and a- look... The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which we already knew was coming out, we already we had all this some information. New gameplay. It's uh, uh-huh, yeah, I guess. But you look at Ace Attorney gameplay. Did you really expect something different? Right, exactly. I, like, come on. Either either way, we saw these things before. Both of them, stories and fucking rise and Ace uh, Ace Attorney. Yep. It's just weird. Why would you show things that we've already seen? It just doesn't make any sense. If, uh, if you're a Monster Hunter fan, this might have been great for you. I don't know. That's really it. <sighs> it was it was rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that I wasn't able to stream it, actually. So, shall we go ahead and jump ahead to Tuesday? We, we're going to have to talk about Tuesday, yeah. Because Tuesday is, for me, the big one. Is the biggest one, absolutely. It uh, is <gasps> Nintendo's showcase. Right, and Nintendo usually does bring the big stuff for E3. They've yeah. never, like farted away in E3. There's always at least a Smash reveal at the Something, very yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the biggest reveal. Mm-hmm. WarioWare. 
<laughs> oh, totally. Oh, man. Super Monkey Ball. Absolutely. Let's no, talk about but that. But we are getting a new WarioWare game. Very cool. Uh, but no, let's talk about how they started their E3. They mm. started it with a Smash announcement. Very smart. No one could fucking see that. Wait. No, they did that with uh, uh, Dragon Quest Hero as did well. They? They did oh, Dragon okay. Quest Hero in the beginning and then Banjo-Kazooie at the end. Oh, uh, okay. That was a fun one, yeah. So, a new challenger approaches. That's right. The fucking Mishima fucking Bloodline. Tekken, man. The fucking Zaibatsu ready for you. I like Kazuya. it. I like it a lot because I like what Sakurai is doing. He's putting the all-star fighting game, like, people. But I wish he would have picked someone that my per- favorite fighter could have been an Echo fighter of. Wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I don't expect my favorite Tekken character to ever make it over to Smash as a main import. Uh-huh. But I, I thought he could have at least been an Echo Fighter of somebody. But I... you can't make King an Echo Fighter no, of Kazuya. No, no, If anything, you'd have to, like, I don't know, introduce a grappler to be everyone else's grappler. Like, have Zangief be in the game. You could swap him out for another grappler and just do that. But no, no, he wouldn't fit. I, I'm just trying to say I love King. He's King is great. I I played Metal King for like, Armor King for like uh, the yeah. longest time. I love him. Um, but anyway, anyway, Kazuya. I love Kazuya. I've always been more of a Jin guy myself. Okay. But Kazuya is the OG protag of Tekken. Yes. It makes a hundred percent sense. He's the face, really. Right. My problem. What? Hey, Hachi's in the background. Yes. You could just make him Echo Fight. Mm. I think they mm. will. That'd be no, no. They would have said so. You think? Every single time they've had an Echo Fighter, it was released I alongside guess. the character. Okay. It it makes I would figure it makes sense. He's right there. You already made his character model, and he would just be the same thing in right. a lot of areas. But I get it. Heihachi doesn't have a devil gene, so he can't go devil. And that's something specific to Kazuya yeah. and, and Jin. So whatever, it's fine. I like having Terry, Kazuya, Ryu, Ken all in the same game. Smart idea. Who's next, you think? What what fighting game like series is not represented here? I know what's not represented here. What? The survival horror market. Okay. What the fuck? Put Jill in there. Yeah. In any case, just saying. Uh the next thing I think we should talk about is uh Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yes, totally. Um, so we need to talk about this. They confirm okay. First off, the game looks gorgeous. Yes. Like I, they, this art style never gets old. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, Dr. Rude never gets old. They've been using the same sprites, <laughs> like, since the NES days. They have literally been using the same art for Persona, I mean... for Nocturne, for everything. But I totally get it. It's great art. If I can't it complain. If it ain't broke. Exactly. So I think the game looks gorgeous. The music, oh, Shimaga- like Persona music's good, but Shimagami has this sort of inethereal. Is that the word? Uh, inethereal? Ethereal. 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 Thank you. Okay. Esoteric kind of vibe that I All right. really dig, and I fucking love the soundtracks. Um, I'll play a little bit of the battle theme from Shimagami Tensai 4 right now. Fuck you, I love it. Yeah, good shit. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, moving on from that, there's one thing we got to talk about. They confirm that their main character is non-binary. Oh. Which is cool until you realize the company that's making this game. Atlas. Uh-huh. All right. Now that we're on this page, 
you understand that Atlas has had several development teams that have tried to put like progressive pr like protagonists in their games, and Atlas has 180 them almost every time. Oh. So I just really hope Atlas just lets the team have their fucking non-binary character and just roll with it. Don't fucking try to change it because Western audiences won't understand. Fuck you. Leave it the way it's written, Atlas, please. That's it. That's all I got to say about the protag on that. Sorry. Okay. Because they're fine. I think the character looks fine. Just leave it alone. Jesus. Uh, let's just go through a few minor announcements. Like you mentioned, Monkey Ball's coming out on the Switch. Yep. That's fun. Good shit. That franchise um, needs more. Uh, uh, like I said, WarioWare, new oh. entry in that series. Oh, we got to talk about the middle finger. The what? The middle finger. What do you mean? To anyone who bought Super Mario Party. Oh, well, I was getting there, but okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fine. Let's talk about Mario Let's Party. Let's talk about the middle finger. No, I bought Super Mario Party day fucking uh -huh. one because I was like, bro, this will be great. They'll update it with new maps and shit because it's a modern day Mario Party. No, not a single fucking update except for, hey, you can play online now the same exact maps, the same exact mini games, and everything. Fine, that's fine, but then they come around and release... What was it called? Uh, Mario, Partis Mario Party Legacy? Something stupid like that? I don't know. But the whole point is, is that it's like a, a fucking medley of all the best mini games from the previous games, and it has brand new, the best maps from the previous games, and it's like, why is this not a DLC for Super Mario Party? Like, this game needs that content, and you're just actively making it a separate purchase. Fuck you. So no, I will not be buying this Mario Party. I will stick with my shitty one. Thank you very much. Um, that, that's it. I'll have to play the same four maps that, that I'm voting with my fucking wallet here. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it, man. That's the only way you can do it. So which, which big thing do we have to talk about first for you here? Because there's two. Oh, we, yes. We're talking about Bodhi or MD? <laughs> Hang on. Uh, let, let's talk about Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. Uh, we didn't get a lot, which is fine. No, we got something. We did. We got my hopes dashed. What do you mean? For a playable Zelda. I really wanted that oh, co-op mode. Yeah, that would have been so cool. Oh, Sorry. Wait, do we really know that's not possible? Well, we saw Zelda thrown off a cliff. I don't know if she's going to be around for most of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's possible. I'd love it, though. I really would. Yeah, I agree. It'd be cool. I I'm with you, man. Like, truly, I am. Mm. Zelda... I want them to make a Zelda game where Zelda is the protagonist. Shut up, CDI games. That doesn't so count. So you would call the game Link? Yeah, just, the you Legend know, of Link. for consistency's sake. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Keep uh, them guessing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. What's the oh, with the wait. hand? Before we even talk oh, about that, because no. we did get uh, Hyrule Warriors uh, uh, news. For, oh, for the Hyrule Warriors 2? Two? 2, yeah. Okay, yeah. More, right. uh, more Hyrule Warriors content, so that's cool. Just more Zelda stuff. Did they talk about new characters? I, they, they just showed some stuff. It was Because that was my biggest gripe, because it's in such a specific right. timeline where you get new characters. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in other Zelda news, we're also getting a Game & Watch handheld. Oh, boy. Honestly, I think it's kind of cool for Zelda collectors. I think it'd be cool if it was a free app on your phone. <laughs> I don't agree, man. Oh, you mean, okay, hold on. When you say collectors, you mean like as an actual like collector's item, just like in box. people like me. Okay, that's fine. I'm talking about you're not gonna get a lot of gameplay content out of a game. In I watch. mean, it's got three games on it. Oh man, three whole games. 
for, for but you know what a game and watch is sure. unless it's like a different kind of new version of game and watch or something i don't know i mean it's got a full color screen that's already different yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> and also i think this is kind of cute the watch function is interactive huh like the watch function is also a little mini game yeah, it sounds like a Nintendo thing to yeah, do, exactly. to be honest. It's a very that Nintendo like, approach to it. It sounds like an extra thing in WarioWare you'd find. Uh, but yeah, it, it comes is. with The Legend of Zelda, The Adventures of Link. It's fine. Uh, then it comes with... Uh, People need to stop hating on Adventure of Link. It's okay. <laughs> uh, then it comes with the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening. Which is the best, in my I opinion. Agree. I don't know if a lot... I think Leisurely Vinny might disagree with me, but I like the Game Boy Advance version of that game. Because it uses okay. the Ocarina of Time voice acting. Oh, uh, okay. It does. It's really cool. Uh, and then, uh, there is a classic Game & Watch game called Vermin. Yes. That they're doing a reskinned version of with Link as the main dude that's smashing the rats. Okay, sorry. I thought Vermin was the same one that you you uh, gas. No, it's like a no, pump, no, no. and then they redid that for Donkey Kong Junior. Right. So that'd be hilarious if they no, did no, it again. No, no, no. This is they, 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 It's the one where it's it's like uh, whack a mole. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, right. yeah, and I think it's gonna be a cool little thing to collect, man. There was a Game Boy Advance now, game. I will say, hold uh, on. Uh, the coolness of it is going to very much depend on the price tag. That that is well because. There was a GBA game called Mario All-Stars, uh-huh. and they gave you the original Game & Watch, and then right. you could press R1, and it would switch yeah. it to modern day. I remember If it's that. something like that, That'd that's cool. cool as fuck. I like that. I think the most I'd be willing to spend on this is like 60 bucks. Me even less, but okay. I can I can see that for you. It's your wallet. Yeah. I see this is like 15 but, bucks, 20 bucks on the fucking wow, store. Dude, yeah. okay. It's a fucking t- tie, f- tie for kids. Tiger but it's kids an electronics actual thing. handheld. I'm thinking, you know, when you go to McDonald's, you get the Tiger yes, Electronics. I know. Like but that. it's not. It's big. I need to see it. I need All to right. see it, obviously. Yes. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's uh, big. I need to see it. <laughs> the rule is there. Also, uh, just because we kind of skipped over it, we also are getting. Um, fuck. What's it called? We're uh, getting fuck? Yeah. Finally. Super hard. Uh, Advanced War 1 and 2 reboot. Thank God you brought that up because I forgot about it. Yeah. I love Advance Wars. Same. So thank God someone yeah, remembered this fucking franchise. <laughs> I'm here for it. It was like modern day uh, Fire Emblem for me growing up. I'm here. I loved it. It's great. I can't wait. That's fun. Is that on Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Then totally. Yeah, totally. Because I want my Switch to be like an RPG hub if I can. Yeah. So yes. Um, I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Wait. <laughs> There's one more that fills me with dread. Ugh. <sighs> So, if you're a Dr. Rude, and you've watched any E3 or Nintendo announcement of any kind over the past, I don't know, 15 years. Oh, yeah. It has been, you, hasn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. I really it's, don't. It's, it's, been it's been close. A while. It's been close to that. Sorry, go ahead. I know it's been 15. Well, hold on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you've been sitting there watching Nintendo make these announcements. Mm. And have left disappointed every time. Mm-hmm. Because. S- sucks to be an Earthbound fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, admittedly, my heart goes out to that. No, totally. And F-Zero. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. Continue. <laughs> but there's been like an ignored stepchild of the Zelda, f- of, the, of the Zelda, of the Nintendo family for a while. Uh-huh. Because the only place we've seen Samus for a while has been Smash. 
Was she in anything else? No. Yeah. But finally, she's come back. Not only, well, first off, we'll start with they announced that they are officially in development of Metroid Prime 4. Hori, what the fuck were you guys doing? All right, whatever, fine. Right? What the fuck were you guys doing? It's the same thing with Village announcement. It's yeah. like, what have you been doing this whole time? Exactly. All right, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> um, what the fuck? But at least, like, like Senpai noticed me. Yeah, like, yeah. And then we got a full announcement trailer for the next installment in the 2D Metroid franchise. Metroid Dread. To be honest, this excites me way more than Metroid Prime 5 or 4, sorry. Because this me is too. continuing the main line. Yes. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact, just to show you like that this is like, like how connected, like they set this game up in Metroid Fusion. Yes, yes. In Metroid Fusion, you can find a little like computer that talks about Project Dread. No way. Seriously? Yeah, dude. Cool. Yeah. And here we are, 15 years later, finally finding out what the fuck Project Red uh, Project Dread is. Project Red. They made the the Witcher games, yeah. Go right. Ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, first thing it starts off with a with a release trailer and we see a new suit for Samus. Yes. It's clearly an evolution of the Fusion suit. Mm. The fusion suit is the suit that Samus acquired in Metroid Fusion. The blue one. Yes. Which is her genetically bonded with Metroid DNA. Mm-hmm. So she is part Metroid now. And clearly the suit has evolved or been added onto or whatever the case is. Oh, no. What? It's the thing I hate. What? They're using Mother Brain's powers for good. No, because not all Metroids have been bad. Okay. The metro, the okay. specifically the genetic, the genetic uh, material they used to save Samus was the genetic material from the baby Metroid that followed her around, in. But she becomes half Metroid. Yeah, but Metroids aren't inherently evil. The the one thing. Uh, okay. All right. That's the one difference because Nemesis is inherently yeah, exactly. evil. Yeah, so Pyramid Head kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Metroids right. are not. They're just a, are a not. creature that got like basically abused and mistreated and turned into a weapon. It's fair. Well, yeah. They're that, just an animal. And again, yeah, though, specifically, lot, the one that she's genetically bonded to is the one that was, like, uh, imprinted on her. The little baby one. Oh, it's getting close. It's, <laughs> it's right there where it's like, I'm going to protect you, Samus. I'm a fucking little Metroid. And then watch. At the end of this game, that little Metroid will become a huge Metroid, and it'll save Samus. It'll get in the way of something. It'll be uh, We don't know what's happened to that little Metroid, actually. Because, it just again, it's genetic material was it's used It's not her pet? Suit. I, uh, he wasn't really in much of Fusion. Wait, so the Metroid imprinted on Samus and Samus said, fuck this shit, I'm out. Raise yourself? No, he <laughs> followed her at some point, but I think after the... I, I don't want to spoil Metroid Fusion because no. at this point I feel like a lot of people might go back and play these games. Yeah, I will. Um, So I don't want to spoil Fusion, but something happens. Okay. So the baby's not around anymore. Like, I like the 2D Metroids a lot more than Prime, only because I grew up playing Castlevania. Sure. And it's just more easier for well, me I to mean, get in I mean, that's why there. the genre is called Metroid Metroidvania. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's easier for me to jump in there. Yeah, like absolutely. Um, that, that enemy, so though. So let's talk about the big change to this game. That thing gave me chills, actually. Holy shit. So we meet what we can only assume is Project Dread. Uh-huh. It's this robotic fucking enemy that you cannot kill that pursues you throughout uh-huh. the game. Right. It's it's Mr. X. 
but mm, but even Mr. X doesn't have an instant kill on immediate grab. Yeah, fair. That's the thing that really freaks me out about yeah. this thing, and I wonder if it's going to get annoying or not. I don't know. But clearly, thanks to Dino DNA, uh, Metroid DNA. <laughs> okay. Samus has developed a new ability. We spared no expense. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Active camouflage. This has not been an ability for her before. Not really. No. Damn, that's shocking. I know. But so part because part of the whole mechanics of you running away from Project Dread is you either have to run away or get out of its eyesight and make sure it can't hear you. Hmm. But if he manages to sneak up on you, you can now activate fucking Metal Gear Solid 4 camouflage. Octo camo. Octo camo, thank you. Nice. No, but that that's the thing that curious is curious cuz like he, if he finds you, he is on your ass. Yes. So like you, you have, have to, to go run. somewhere to turn invisible. Oh, but they also added a new gameplay mechanic for for Samus. Oh. Power slide. No, Samus has to have had that nope. before. No way. Rollerball. That's all she was able to do before. Okay, that's weird. You'd think she'd have that. But well, no, because the rollerball kind of fills the same, but it never kept your momentum going. Yeah, that's the thing. This you actually can slide under Project uh, Dread. No way. Yeah, that's actually kind of. You can execute like a it. perfect slide, slide out underneath him to get to run away behind him. So we we need to talk about because we mentioned it a little bit. Yes. Um, I kind of like the idea of Metroid being a. T rated T or rated M franchise. Okay. Where it has very dark themes. I think T is the best place sure, for it to Sure, just sort of get in the even. But I don't like it being too sanitized or wholesome. Sure. Metroid feels dark. It yeah, yeah. feels this dread oppressive. feels scary. And I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels so different from anything else Nintendo is doing, and it feels Agreed. so natural for Metroid. So, plus, yeah. when that thing gets you, it, it's straight up a Resident Evil uh, game uh, over scene. Visually, like, it looks great. It's that... Three, it's that two, 2.5D. 2D, 3D, yeah. Where it's everything's rendered in 3D, but the gameplay is a 2D side-scroller. It'll do what other M failed to do. <laughs> the baby. Uh, yeah. Um, it's nice to finally know that Nintendo's actually paying attention again. Well, sometimes. Now, admittedly, we did know that the Metroid Prime trilogy was in the works. But we mostly knew about that because we found out that it had to be scrapped and started over from the beginning. Ah, yes, a classic RE 1.5 maneuver. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, but it was nice to know that was coming out, but it wasn't anything new. It wasn't real. Like, it wasn't from Nintendo. It right. was them handing it off to somebody else to take care of. Mm -hmm. This is Nintendo. Like, look, here she is. Samus is back. That's the important part. Yes. Samus is back. I And you mentioned that, like, oh, the ignored stepchild. There's a whole fucking ignored orphanage. Yeah, you're like, right. Like, that's just there that they could always just dip back into, which I have a feeling now when this sells and fucking breaks bank because everyone wants a goddamn Metroid game, yeah. like, they'll maybe look back into it. So you know what? Keep hope out there, Earthbound and F-Zero fans. <laughs> just keep holding it. If you, if you love Chibi-Robo, one day they'll bring that back. Keep hoping. Um, but yeah, no, so Nintendo properties. Uh, yeah, so if you do want to go ahead and uh, and play, you know, catch up to uh, where we are in Metroid. Metroid Dread, I suggest starting off with Metroid Zero Mission on mm -hmm. the Game Boy Advance. It is the remaster of the original Metroid game for the That'd NES. Be a remake. Uh, yeah, a remake. Yeah. You're right. It's, I'm sorry, it's a remake. It's a straight up remake. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then you can go ahead and jump right into Super Metroid and Metroid, or sorry, 
Uh, so you need to play Metroid Zero Mission, Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Oh. Super Metroid. Uh, and then Metroid Fusion. Am I going to be tested on this? <laughs> like, I, I feel like I got to write this shit down. But uh, yeah, but play the GBA games. That's our thing. <laughs> Go yeah, uh, but that's uh, that, that's uh, that'll catch you up to here. Oh. Mostly of those games, uh, Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion are must plays. Okay. Uh, those are really the two standout ones. I always hear about Fusion the most. Yes. Fusion I, was really cool uh, in terms of like a way to refresh the gameplay of the Metroid series. Because up until that point, it had been pretty stale. It was the same t- thing every time. Mm. And Fusion actually added a legitimately new element to it, yeah. which is the way that the Fusion works. Which I guess they're kind of... And that's kinda... also where we... I think that's the first place we met Dark Samus. I think that's kind of why they're doing a connection to Fusion again to yeah. hopefully get that new element in again. You know what I mean? Well, Start I over. think this, though, the Dread is the newest... It's the biggest change to gameplay. I want to I wanna talk more about Dread Monster. Um, So I... The way it moves. He's hot. No. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I'm what? just making sure. He's a well. I mean, he got kicked at creative, but that's not exactly what I All was right, thinking I'm about. I'm just making sure, George. I just look. I see a lot of monsters in my day, and yes, I do want to fuck about eighty percent of them. I I've seen a lot of monsters and how they move. Uh-huh. I love the way this dread thing moves. Yeah, dude. It is not normal, just robot walking. It, no. It, like, bends into under its legs. It feels it like body some, horror. It, it has a little General Grievous uh, That's quality true. to and it. I, and I actually do like General Grievous, Yeah, no, I do, too. So, yeah. Uh, I, I do, too. Absolutely. It's the but, one thing I like from the prequels. I like General Grievous. You don't like the, the sand monologue? Oh, no. Well, that that's just hysterical. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, no, but no, he does have a little general grievance. When he murdered those kids, that was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Super funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, the, the look of it, the way it kind of adapts its body morph- morphology. To like the, the way environment. It, yeah, it's it really cool. It feels like it's a, it's like rolling across the floor, but its limbs are popping yeah, yeah, yeah. itself as. That's cool. It looks I'm, very cool. I actually cool. really like that design for a monster. I dig it a lot. So, in case you can't tell. It's definitely the thing. Like for me personally, Nintendo is is was the thing that brought it hardest for me. Yep, yep. And for me, um, it was, um, Dead by Daylight, New Resident Evil chapter. <laughs> that wasn't announced at E3. It was revealed at the same time. Uh, uh-huh. It was released at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Claire and Chris were revealed at the oh, same okay. time. Uh, they're the E3, the real E3 reveal. Uh-huh. But literally, seriously, all that's really here for me is kind of Elden Ring and maybe the Smash DLC. Borderlands. Mm, really? I don't, I'd only play it if other people got it with me. Oh, well. That's it. Like, I really don't feel like I'd go through that by myself. All in all, for me personally, like, let's just rank out, round it out. There's nothing else to say about E3, right? We're done. I don't think so. Yeah. At least that's all that I can say about E3. Like, I'm sure we forgot, like, oh, millions yeah. no, of no, no, things. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's a lot of things we had to gloss over because, to yeah. be honest with you, a lot of, like, companies only announced, like, one thing and it didn't even make it. And it was, like, like a slideshow and yeah. then it went away. So what are so, we going to do? <laughs> and a lot of my energy was occupied by my excitement at Metroid and my anger at Microsoft. So that's kind of where all my energy went. <laughs> I was apathetic for like ninety percent of this thing. It's like that. It's like the the face that uh, runs like the place from Futurama, like Sorry. the smile. Ah, ee, ah ee. oh, like I, I felt like that a lot. I feel like they did that sign for me, and I was like, I saw last year. I know this isn't gonna be anything good. Well, you didn't see last year. Last year was canceled. Oh, the one before that. Yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, um, overall. 
I kind of didn't think it was super exciting. Nintendo brought it home as they always do. They it's always not are their smart. Worst E3. No, but they're always smart to at least have one or two good announcements yeah, yeah, for, for E3. Sure. You got to prepare these things. And even if there's nothing in advance, have something to show or don't even come to E3. Yeah, exactly. So this wasn't the best E3. Hopefully next year is better, but we got some okay things. So Dr. Root can't complain. He got his Metroid. No, I, like, so, like, like, look, as pissed off as I am about, like, the exclusive stuff, uh-huh. I'm going to have a way around that. Mm-hmm. By then, I'll have a PC. It's fine. That's fine. That's fair. I can't wait to, because I'd love to play tabletop so with you. So, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm not super angry about it. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's for me, it won't be unattainable. I'm more upset for the people who, like... Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty mad about that, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Give me a number. Rate, rate it out with a number. The whole show, if you can. The whole show? I'll tell you mine if you want. The whole show. The whole show. Six and a half? I give it a four. Really? Because, again, Metroid is not my thing, so right. it didn't get me excited. Sure. I'm happy for the people who like that game. It's just nothing really got me super excited this year, except okay. for behavior with Dead by Daylight. So that wasn't even fucking a part of it. But anyway, uh, if you like what you heard here, be sure to check us out on Facebook. That's F A N F R double E K S. Sorry, I got yelled at it for not fucking doing that last time. That's right. Um, be sure to hit us up there on Facebook. You can also talk to us on Twitter. I am at Bone King TV. I am at Doctor. That's D R Rude M D. Yes, and before we go, we always like to give a quick shout out to all the other freakies that make this freaky world so wide. So let's go ahead and do that. What you got for your uh, shout? Well, outs? I'll go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll step in for uh, the dude real quick. Uh, Bodie, uh, Bodie, Bodie, <laughs> Cody Bodie. and CJ from our sister podcast over at Robots Don't Age. Oh, Bodie from Bobots Don't Beige. Yes, Bobots Don't Beige. Absolutely. Bodie and B Beige. B Beige. <laughs> And Bay Bonnie? <laughs> yeah, Are we I'm doing ba- this right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what else you got? I'm going to go ahead and shout out uh, my D&D people, mm. Chris and Jason. Uh, Chris, man, thank you so much for the for the adventure. It was a great time. Oh, by the way, those D&D people, you got to let me know if the stories he's saying are true because he could be just making shit up and I don't know. That's fair. You need to tell me if this is actually how it ended. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd also like to shout out to our hunt guys who I know listen in every week. Uh, we got Justin, we got Jeff, we got Scott, uh, Dante listens in, my sister Cheyenne listens in. Yeah! Uh, your continued, like, viewership? Your uh, continued support is much appreciated. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's anytime, like, but I don't even bring it up and they'll mention something from one of our episodes and it's an amazing feeling. It uh. really is. Fuck it, I know you brought him up already, but Beefy, he's done that a few times on the I stream. haven't brought up Beefy. I was about to, though. Oh, I thought you were going to. Fuck, no, I thought you I got right. Beefy and uh, Tara. <laughs> uh, I actually do, I, I, I distributed some love to you your uh, to your uh, to your stream the other day. That you did, and the notification did not go off. Uh-huh, I know. And you were like, I went through, I swear. And I'm like, I but, didn't see it. But, didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the boners of the Bone King Kingdom. You heard it here. He loves boners. That's right. Love Quote the it. boners. <laughs> so take it away. Alrighty, so we'll go ahead and go through my boners real quick. Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Lindsay Misleady, Azumi Chenmaru, C-Day to GJ, and Boogle. We love you all very, very much. Thank you so much for listening to us. And 
and you know keeping us company because you know what we just keep talking in this void (laughs) you know what i mean it's nice to know there's some life out there Uh uh-huh so uh yeah no beefy has just messaged me on on twitter or not twitter on twitch and it's just like yeah i was listening to the most recent episode on the village special yeah and i love how you said this about this and i'm like really you listen to that Uh and it just gets me so fucking excited so seriously i can't believe anyone listens to our dumbasses talk for three hours i was just about to say (laughs) you know how long that episode is and you listen to that entire thing awesome anyway we love every single one of y'all and we hope to see you next time on the fan freaks podcast later freaks boy boy what is that boy (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.